And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by. Ma. Sheen <laughs> Washable. Nope. The Mask Chris Massey. <laughs> and the Rat of a Red Baron. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Getting Sports with Junk. I like that. Thanks. Getting live on BBC. <laughs> um, <laughs> live on the PPRN Radio Network. <laughs> And we're here. We are I here. I am Spartacus. We've got a lot to talk about today. A lot of things have happened in the sporting world. Especially if you're a fan of anything Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that city basically just exploded. You exploded. Hey. You're a dummy person. I told you that. I don't know who you are anymore. I told you that in confidence, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's Irish. <laughs> Bahamut. <laughs> Nobody else heard that? Nobody else got that? Nobody cares about Baja, man. Hey, hey, hey. 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 I turn my head right around, right, right. That's not the Baja, man. It's not the Baja, man. Yes, it is. No, it's not. the worst start I've ever heard. Hey. I don't like it. You calm down over there, Madden, getting beat by 30. Nope. Watching disc golf. Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> Starting lineups, uh, Maxine. I have from my fridge a sea hag from New England Brewing Company. Is it one of the ones that Nick got you? Uh, potentially. I'm drinking tubular, man. Wow. Uh, from where? Two roads. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so bad. Kendall? <laughs> and uh, the last beer Rebecca got for me in her trip to Maine from Blaze Brewing, I have Northbound. It's an IPA. Yeah, you see how like Rebecca bought it and you didn't? Yep. See what you're getting at there, guy, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna encourage you to stop. <laughs> Cheap plug. <laughs> uh, I am drinking Pew 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 The Pew Pew. The uh the flagship IPA from Five Churches Brewing out of New Britain, Connecticut. See, Kendall, you didn't get it at first. I apologize to missing the joke. <laughs> cool can art, both of you You're guys. You're a cool can art. Thank you. <laughs> Loaded up. Hey, I got a question. What's the difference between the uh, East Coast and the West Coast IPA? One's on the East Coast, one's on the West Coast. Besides where they are located. Kyle, I could give you an answer that I made up, <laughs> but... Uh, I oh my think, god, the Bulls just signed Alex Caruso? Did they really? <laughs> Jersey's in the cart as we speak. Four-year, $37 million. Oh, we have so much to talk about. <laughs> we have so much to talk about. The Bulls is just a meme team now. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh, uh, Toast of Excellence, anybody... I feel like we should just skip them this week, because we're going to kind of cover, I think, most of it. I'm not really happy with LinkedIn right now. <laughs> what? I'm not really happy with LinkedIn right now. Why are you on LinkedIn? LinkedIn? Yeah. Why? Because you keep asking me if I know people that I don't know. 
Well, then get off the app. <laughs> Don't just hang out on LinkedIn. <laughs> Do you know John Gray? Yeah, I played for the Rockies. What about him? You're just looking up athletes, <laughs> the, the pro- professional. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying. They gave it a name. Well, Kyle, since you didn't wait, I'm going to have my nip now. Kick things off. <laughs> Uh, should we do toast? Does anybody have any toasts that are unrelated to trades? Yeah, to, to trade deadline and accusations of players. Uh, no, I, I my, did my, have one, but I forgot. My toast is entirely related to exactly that. <laughs> I I also had one, but I forget what it was. I know what yours is, but I don't know if you want uh, to say it. No, because it's well. No, I'll say it because it's it's not about a trade. It's just um, you know, I can do it as a White Sox fan. Hashtag rip Cubs fans. But uh, Javi Baez, uh, Anthony Rizzo, and Chris Bryant all going yard in their new team debut. That, that's exactly what mine was going to be. <laughs> real, real fucking salt in the wound kind of thing for all them, all yeah. those guys. Yeah, it's funny. Mock, you got one? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love when the, this benchmark item of our show every week, it's just like a Dumpster fire. Yeah. It's just like, oh shit. We still do that? <laughs> well, no, it, no, it's I, not you, it's everybody. It's it's I'm not, I'm not making fun of you. It's just if we're gonna exclude the deadline stuff. Then no. My toast of excellence is to my cock. It's to Reese Witherspoon. Would you care to elaborate? She's got a jaw that nobody can ever take their eyes off. I don't know what you wanted from that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what he got. I am not in the right state of mind today. No, you're just fucking marshmallow. Hey, 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 Mike. Uh, shut up from your living room, all right? To Mr. Boston. Fuck Mr. Boston. <gasps> Kendall, do you think he meant that? I hope not. Yeah, black cherry? Gross. Well, it's blackberry. Blackberry. Dumbass. You know, I'm so sick you know, of this guy that's not here right now. It's funny. I, I, I'm going to start my own softball team. I did that shot. <laughs> and even though I was holding it and it was room temperature, I was imagining it being cold and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are like sticky and I don't know why. Because you drink Fireball. And you ate a hundred grand bar. I did eat a hundred grand bar. Uh, you want to know why your hands are sticky? No, I didn't see them today. Because you, you ate a honey bun yesterday. No, I wash my hands. It's just kind of like perma stick you oh, got. Man. I wash my hands with you in the car. Mark no, a... you put hand sanitizer on your hands. It's not washing. Them. I was gonna say, Mark has a sink in his car. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Crack him. Crack him. I like your can art. Who? Yours. Five churches. Pretty cool. Those the steeples. Is that what they call it? Well, it's in an old church. The brewery's in a church. I don't really know what it's supposed to be. It tastes like, but I don't hate it. You're going to like this one a lot. Oh, yeah? Pew Pew? Pew Pew. Pew Pew is going to have to make an appearance for Kyle soon. Kyle, that's an asparagus IPA. You realize that, right? Uh, that'd be so good. <laughs> it's better than a Beats IPA. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Man, that was funny. So I know I said in the chat what we were going to talk about, but I forgot. I mean, we're talking MLB stuff, but I said something else. NBA draft that I don't remember who I picked. That's fair. Do we have a photo? No, we don't do stuff like that. I thought we took a photo. Yeah, I thought you, I thought we took a. I thought you. There's a good chance I might have. 
Okay, because I remember you having to zoom out so that we could take the picture. Can we so, do that real quick? So, real quick. That's the first thing let's do. Let's look in the recently deleted section of my photos. No, that's <laughs> a bad place to look. You know, it's funny. It's every time I, every time there's like some sort of party that happens, I do this where like I have to take a picture of Mark and Marissa, and then I never send them to Marissa. <laughs> So I just have this, like, nine-photo shoot reel of, of Mike and Marissa. All right, so is it possible someone else took the photo? I didn't take it. I don't nope. Know. Well, I wonder if it's still, like, active. Did you take it, Kyle? Um, chicken. be hilarious if we minimized it and didn't take the photo. <laughs> so I remember the, the minimizing. I know I got the third guy wrong. Alright. Sorry, that Paul McBeth is pretty good. Yeah, everybody keeps losing all the time. Yeah. No, I didn't take it. Well, we can do a... Somebody took it. We minimized it for that reason. Ken, were you going to ask him to do another mock draft after the draft? No, no, no. I, I just put up the, the, the list for, for Kyle if he was interested in... Text Mike K, see if he took it. I don't know why. Would be hilarious. Rebecca, did you take it? Did nobody take it? Nah, maybe we didn't. I think we were supposed to. Did you screenshot it on the on the computer? No. How do you know? He doesn't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah. but he, didn't, he doesn't know how to... Min- he can't, do you remember how to minimize stuff? Yeah, the, the, the control minus... Wow, you remember... <laughs> Uh, I do that often. Yeah, but that's because you're trying to fucking zoom out on like classically sure, surged Are you sure pictures. You didn't take the picture? <laughs> I looked in the uh, Canada Dry chat. I can't believe it's still that name, by the way. And there's nothing there. I think I just dropped the name of the group chat in there. Just like quick, like I can't believe that it's still that fucking name. If you want in the Canada Dry Chat, just shoot us an email. We'll add you. <laughs> iPhones only. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I probably was gonna take it and didn't. God, you're a disaster. <laughs> probably would happen. What was the name of that website though, Kyle? It, just go to like NBA Draft Simulator. It's definitely not that. Well. Alright, this was us, right here. See if we get lucky. Oh, it is there. Aha! <laughs> Sometimes you just get lucky. Right, so keep that up, and then I'll pull up the draft. <laughs> he is under the mat. <laughs> so, yeah, if you stick around Dude, for... through the... that was awesome. <laughs> Kendall was so mad. He yelled at me. Alright, so the first pick, uh, let's see, Kyle, so I'm just going to read through the names in the order they were drafted. Somebody keep track. I'm predicting I went 5 for 40. 32. 30. All right, Cade Cunningham, yeah. Jalen Green, yeah. Evan Mobley, downhill quick, Scotty Barnes. Who did I pick? Scotty Barnes, Magic. Jalen Suggs, five. Yep. Pharrell Suggs. <laughs> did I have that? Yeah. Okay, I can't see. Uh, Josh Giddy. No. Jonathan Kuminga. No. Franz Wagner. Davion Mitchell. 
I don't want to do this anymore. I only have three. <laughs> it's too hard to keep track. Let's go to number 30. Santi Aldama? Nope. Dayron Sharp? Nope. Jaden Springer? No. Who had the Sixers taken? Uh, what uh, did they have? 28. They took Jaden Springer. You had him taking Miles McCune. Mm. I think it's <sighs> McBride, but whatever. Who do you have the Spurs taking? No. Definitely not that guy. Took uh, We have Moses Moody here. Warriors drafted Moses Moody. Hey, you got three right. Take it. <laughs> There's actually a video I kind of stumbled across. Kyle and I watching the NBA draft in like 2017. And we filmed uh, when the Phillies, uh, Phillies, God, the Sixers traded. And you were so pissed. Oh, I was in the basement. Yeah. I remember that. Where were we? Uh, I think you were coming. Yeah, he was. Like you guys uh-huh. were coming over. Me and Mock? You and Jeff. Oh, was that the same night as Game 7? No. That no, wouldn't make, wouldn't that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> was that the same night as Game 7 of the World Series? Because <laughs> I remember watching that in Kendall's basement with Jeff. And being That's real... a video. It must have been after softball. You have your jersey on, I believe. Yeah, it's a Russo's wood flooring. Did you, like, leave early to go watch the draft and we just showed up later? That sounds about I was right. probably living in Kendall's basement at that time. <laughs> that could have been the day after a softball game. <laughs> I'd love to play some audio right now. Don't do that. I don't know, Kyle, is there anything that you think we need to touch on for the draft? The only thing that really surprised everybody was the Spurs pick. Because the kid was not a, a draft lottery pick, but he was the youngest kid in the draft. But, other than that, not really. JT Thor didn't get taken in the first round. Oh, that was the toast I had. Oh, to uh, a yeah. kid from Kentucky? Yeah, what did I save that? Save that somewhere. Um, was his name a transplant? Yeah. Yeah, the, the NBA uh, gave his mom, sister, and brother a table up front. <laughs> That's the picture when he shows up and he calls me. <laughs> um... Yeah, he died in a car accident in February or April or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had to have been April because it was after the season. Um, yeah, and then like they just did like a little thing because he was going to get drafted first round, and uh, so like they did like a little tribute and they had like the, the NBA drafted him. It was a special moment for the family. It, it was no, it's fun. I mean, I didn't recognize his name. I remember hearing the story, but I didn't recognize the name. So, like, Bleach Report put the thing on, they're like, oh, you know, the NBA draft, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what is happening here? I mean, Mark, that's your dream, to just be drafted by the league, and you can just kind of float around. Fill in. It's good for the audio, right? I, the audience loves the sound of crackling plastic. <laughs> Not crackle and pop it. What? <laughs> Give it to Merrick for that one. <laughs> Kyle, who do you think would be the best player out of this draft? Besides the first pick? Well, I mean, a lot of people are saying that they think Suggs is going to be better than them. I don't. Um, yeah, but you're often very wrong. That's not true. Um, only about uh, quarterback. Shut the fuck up. I was uh, getting there. I was getting to the quarterback thing. Um, What's Bomb doing? He's fine. How's your Yankees doing? Oh, losing 6 nothing. Yeah. Um... 
Honestly, I think it's going to be Evan Mobley. <laughs> just saying, just pick the name. Well, no, he's a very good center, but he has range. He, Not uh, Franz Wagner. He's gonna suck. His brother sucks. They're on the same team. Mo. They're on the same team. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't watch good. much college basketball this year. You don't ever watch that much college basketball, Kyle. I do in March. No, you don't. That's... You just fill out a bracket and you watch the last three games for five minutes until you have to go to work. He's <laughs> a big Michigan State guy. Always has been. Yeah, thank you. No, State of oh. Michigan. Cassius Winston, Brian. Cassius Winston. I think he's in the Wizards now. Poor guy. Just name dropping. Yeah, Adrian Payne. Remember him? Yeah. I remember Major Pain. Mm. movie. Okay, killed it at the freaking combine. It wasn't a combine. Or whatever it's called. Yeah, NBA draft was about whatever. The Hornets picked another Yukon guy. The third one. Did you actually watch it? No. I was at work. But I definitely paid attention to all of it. I had it on my phone. No, I, I was only asking you. I know this is like the. I I, I love drafts. I, just I know. Wish I could have saw it, but no. Uh, James Booknight is going to be a good bench piece for the Hornets. He's a good scorer, but they love their Connecticut guys. Sure do. And the rest, I don't really fucking know who they are. So who cares? What do you think the best name of the draft was? Um, probably definitely somebody in the second round. A couple good ones here in the first, though. Quentin Grimes, I like that. What's your Yahoo email, Kendall? Uh, Kendall ninety three. Kendall ninety three. That's right. So if you guys want to listeners want to email me, <laughs> what is it? Any, Kendall uh, Reed ninety three. Ninety three at Yahoo. I know Mox email too. Is it also Michael Mock ninety three at Yahoo? <laughs> it's close. He was born in ninety two. Well, you just wanted to, you know, have that same. <laughs> <laughs> No, the NBA draft was whatever this year. I didn't. I didn't. Can I send you an email? I didn't have time to prepare. I'm gonna get done in years past. My mock draft took me 14 seconds. I tried to be different. I didn't want Evan Mobley going third because I didn't think it made much sense. But he went third. Right, Kenny? That's right. You're absolutely right. Bingo. So yeah, the draft. Yeah, that draft, was it. Draft yeah. is over. Yep. Who um, cares? NBA free agency started today. Is that what we want to talk about now? No, I'm just saying it. We can segue right into it. Why not? All right. A couple of big things already happened. Hold on. Let me pull up the list. Okay. Kendall said his head is very oval. Mark, what are you doing? Just, just sitting here. Are you still cooking? No. He's talking about farting. You finish your cooking? Uh, most of it. I fucking hate that chili shit. I think it makes it worse. Right, I'm just gonna go, uh... These are in alphabetical order, but I'm just going to go with it. Ready? Yep. 
All right, Jarrett Allen signs a five-year, $100 million deal with Cleveland. I think it's a bad move for him. Why? Well, then they just drafted a center, and neither one of them could play power forward, so somebody's sitting. Well, you just said he has range. Yeah. You said that the center that they drafted has range. Yeah, he's a little range, but I don't think he's a power forward. You said he had range, and now you're, like, going back on it. No, I, it's just like I don't think he's a power forward. I think he's a pure center who has, who has touch. Yeah, but I mean, doesn't mean he's gonna have to. Doesn't mean he's gonna start. I guess, but like, I don't. Know, I think Jared Allen would have been better off somewhere else. Kendall, you don't know who that is, do you? I do actually. Who is it? Jared Allen. What's nope? Jared Allen. Yeah, Jared Allen played defensive end. No, I, 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 I knew that is Et, not Ad. It probably it's Ett. Did, so you E-T-T. didn't know that. No, I did. I did know E-T that. Et phone home. That's Et home phone. That's sick. All right, Lonzo Ball signs, or the Chicago Bulls trade uh, Thomas Sadoransky, uh, Garrett Temple, and a second-round pick to Lonzo Ball, and a sign-and-trade, Lonzo Ball agrees to a four-year, $85 million contract with the Bulls. Steal, yo. Yeah, they got him for nothing, like at all. Because the Pelicans are fucking idiots. Well, I think the Pelicans were just like, we're not going to resign him, so let's get something for him. They're going to buy out Garrett Temple, and they're probably going to buy out Saturday. And the Bulls are going to get them both back? <laughs> no. But, you like the move, Kyle? I do. I think the Pelican front office is terrible. No, I'm sorry, Mock. There's no, there's no shot at you. I just don't think they make the right moves. Well, it's kind of been proven. They're not, though. No, no. He said it's kind of been proven. Oh, I thought you said they're improving. Nope. My bad, my bad, my bad. But no, I I, just, I think the Pelicans are a poor front office and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I think the Bulls made a really good move for a starting caliber point guard. And defense, which they need. Yeah. No. Who can shoot a little bit? He had a good year shooting. I forget. Who Listen, is- just wait LeVar gets out there and makes the Jordan comparisons. <laughs> That's common. No, LeVar won't go there because uh, Jello is on the Hornets Summer League now, so he can have two kids in one team. Yeah, he's lobbying. He's focusing for... everything he's got over in, in Charlotte. <laughs> he wants Lonzo there. Yeah, he'll be lobbying for a, for a Hornets trade. <laughs> we'll trade you Lonzo Ball for ownership of Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, JaVel McGee is signing with the Suns to a one-year, $5 million deal. Good for them. He's a solid center. Just back up behind Aiton. Yeah. Help him improve his game. Yeah. He always seems to go to a fucking contending team. Yeah. You lost the championship, I'm the missing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will Barton, two years, 32 mil with the Nuggets. Kind of a whatever, just a he's, move. He's a good player. Depth move. Yeah, he's a good player. Depth move to lose in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna skip over some of these. Like, no one cares about Sterling Brown. Oh, yes, I do. Where'd no, he go? You... Bucks? No, Damn. Dallas for $6 million. <laughs> uh, Alec Burks. Knicks. Three-year, 30 mil with the Knicks. Good move for him. But they actually played him. Every team he's been on, they, they, like he has like this stretch of where he played phenomenal. Then they just stop playing him. It makes no fucking sense. The Knicks actually played him last year, so good for him. Colorado, by the way. No, Knicks. Went to college. He went to the University of College. No one cares about that. I'm punning it out there. No one at all cares about that. He doesn't even care about that. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. 
Uh, Chicago Bulls signed Alex Caruso to a four-year, $37 million deal. The Chicago Bulls are now the mean team of the NBA. <laughs> like that song. <laughs> it was like the uh, like the um, the Cleveland song. <laughs> <laughs> Our rivers are on fire. <laughs> um, what do you think, Souls? I don't know. I don't think Alex Crusoe was that great, but he could be. A, he's a good bench player. But he's got eighth, ninth guy off the bench. He's not, not going to help you win games. I mean, thirty-seven million. I don't think he's, he's the ninth guy. No, I get that now. I'm just saying. Like, I think I don't think he's that great. Shoots. Yeah, he's bald. It's not bald. He's balding. He's in Caleb Nash's famous uh, YouTube video. Something insightful, Kyle, would be helpful. Not this like garbage you keep spewing out. <laughs> I don't know. He's I, bald. I, he's in a YouTube video. I'm we'll just move on. Either. Zach Collins, three years, twenty-two mil with the Spurs. I think that's a perfect move for him. The Spurs play his. So far, of... Kyle's really loving all these things for the players, not the teams. No, no, I, I think like he's a perfect fit for the Spurs. He's not like a flashy player. He's just a. He's a. He does the thing. He does basketball. He plays basketball the right way, the way the Spurs like to play it. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to thrive there. Fundamentally, Funda- there you go. Yeah, he's a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> I like the move for the Spurs. I think that's a good sign. Evan Fournier, uh, four-year contract with the Knicks, up to seventy-eight mil. Overpaid. He's not. There's always one. Yeah, I, I it's think basketball. They overpaid for him. He is a decent player. He's a good shooter. Can't play defense. Alright, that's fair. Uh, Tim Hardaway, four years, $74 million with the Mavericks. Why? Why did this guy keep getting fucking loads of money? Dude, he got like a big contract in Atlanta. He didn't play well there. Went to the Knicks. Played pretty well. Then went to the fucking Mavericks. Balled out. And then he's going to suck in getting a trade back to the fucking Knicks. So what I heard you say was he played really well for the last two teams he was on. That would probably constitute why he got a bag. He's a six man. He doesn't deserve that much money. Nothing more than a six man. You wouldn't give Lou Will that much? No, not right now. In his prime? No. Yes, you would. I would give him like fifty. You're full of shit. Listen, I'm a I'm a Sixer fan. I I describe I just I hate all the players that left. Kyle, your uh, Kendall, your team made a move. The Sacramento Kings signed Mo Harkless <laughs> to a two year nine million dollar deal. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I do okay. like the Kings, though. Yeah. Oh, and I do like Mo Harkless, so this is actually a good Kyle, signing. the Philadelphia 76ers uh, agree on a three-year, $15 million deal with frickin' Corkmaz. Why? Because <laughs> you guys like foreign guys that suck. He, he's, a, he's a good shooter. He can't do anything else. He'll be really good when he goes somewhere else. Yeah, the Spurs. Uh, the Toronto Raptors agree to trade Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat and a sign-in trade for a three-year, $90 million deal. Perfect fit. Miami's Miami's got to find a way to contend. Perfect fit. Brooklyn Brooklyn's going to be you know assuming they're healthy they're going to be I mean they were still a threat without fucking Harden and Kyrie they're going to be even more of a threat with a healthy squad. The Bucks just proved they're the real deal. The Sixers are the real deal for the first eighty two games of the season. <laughs> got it. That's a, that's a perfect move. Uh, Indiana Pacers four year thirty five million dollar deal for TJ McConnell. I love that fucking guy. I miss him. He 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 plays. He's a scrappy player. He's a perfect bench player. Let's keep the let's keep the the X Sixers train rolling. Thirty two million dollar three year deal for Nerlens Noel with the New York Knicks. He played good for them, so he just they're gonna pay him. Yeah. 
Uh, Kelly Olenek agrees to a three-year, $37 million deal with the Pistons. Why? Because <laughs> they're a team that needs everything and has money to pay. So he was like, I'll go there, I'll play, and they're, I'll get some money. They're going to trade him. Whatever. Still getting paid. Uh, Chris Paul agrees to a four-year contract extension with the Phoenix Suns for $120 million. Yeah, Jesus Christ. A lot of money for an old guy. Well, it's guy. up to $120 million. Old guy. He'll yeah, but good. important old guy. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, they they were a big threat this past year. You know, I think they want to show that the, that wasn't a fluke. And you got to, you know, take the second most important piece of that team and keep them, right? Yep. Good move, bad move. What do you think? Um, it's a good move. He he was the missing piece. I think they need like another small forward now just to complete that team. But I think they're they're right there. Uh, Bobby Portis comes back to the Bucks on two years, nine million dollars. Depth move. Yep. He's really loving the uh, championship belt on the WWE circuit right now. <laughs> Uh, Duncan Robinson, five-year, $90 million deal with the Heat. They love him. The city loves him. Yeah. Tyler Hero's going to be on his way out soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ever since that, like, face move thing he made. <laughs> he's, going to, he's going to the Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Derek Rose, three years, $43 million with the Knicks. Damn it. Um, he's a good player. Damn it for you? Damn it for I wish he got a starting job. Um... Yeah, he, he played well last year. He, he played starting, well the last year. He be our starting center. He's, he's a good six man now. Elite six man. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Gary Trent, three years, 54 with the Raptors. They have the money to spend, and they're going to spend on the younger guys. Yeah. So it's a good move. Projects. Mm-hmm. He can shoot. He, he can score the basketball. Can't do much else. Other than some other minor stuff that I kind of skipped over, things that don't really matter a whole lot. Mike Muscala. Um, he went to the Thunder, man. Okay. But, um... Yeah, I mean, other... So, some notable names still... Dwight Howard got one. Oh, yeah. Dwight Howard re-signed on a one... Or, uh, went to a, the Lakers on a one-year deal as a depth center move behind... Um, Marcus Saul. Drummond. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah. Um, and then, so, some notable... Uh, notable guys out there that... Uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard is listening to offers from other teams. He's got a player option. Uh, it's pretty well uh, predicted that he's going to just come back to the Clippers. But you know, there's team. You know, if a team that has kind of put some pieces together can can throw a lot of money at him, he might make the jump. Uh, we talked about those guys. Uh, Demar Derozan's an unrestricted free agent. There was a lot of talk about him going to the Lakers. Um, I think that ship has kind of sailed now that the, uh... Russell Westbrook? Yeah. The Russell, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot about that because it wasn't a deadline thing. Russell Westbrook was traded to the Lakers. That happened since the last time we talked, right? Yep. <laughs> yes. For, what, Kyle Kuzma and some other shit? Yeah, they pretty much gave him all the trash. <laughs> yeah. That's what the Sixers... That's what the Lakers do. The fucking Wizards are so stupid. Why did Bradley be able to stay there? I don't think he does anymore. Listen, pretty much all the players that play in DC are now in LA. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Did he sign? No, no, I'm saying notable free agents that are still left as of right now. Dennis Schroeder's going to be tricky because he wants a lot of money. 
He wants a he wants a hundred. Like what? What do you want? Like four years for a hundred mil? He should go to the Hawks. Back to the Hawks. Play the two. No, just come off the bench. Him and yeah. Trey would be the most hated duo in basketball. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless it was Pat Bev and Trey. Chris Dunn got traded, right? He was part of some trade. Uh, who cares about Chris Dunn? I'm trying to remember. What team was he on? The Hawks. It was on the Hawks, yeah. They traded. I don't remember. There was some, like, I don't know which ones have been confirmed or not, but there was reports of Trey Young signing, a, like, $180 million extension, uh, Curry signing a $220 million extension. The Butler one was completed, right, Kyle? Yeah. But- Butler was, like, what, like, 185 or something like that? Four years for, like, 185. Um,. There's talks about the Bulls and Levine working out some sort of extension. And, I mean, really, other than, I mean, it's kind of just a bunch of hodgepodge. I'm very interested, not from, like, a bias standpoint, to see what happens with Markkanen. He's a restricted free agent, so the Bulls would have the option to, to, to match a deal if a team gave it to him. I can't imagine there's not a team out there that's going to give him some sort of deal. Some sort of, like, slightly... I think he's, I think he's involved in a signing trade. I think I honestly think he goes back to Minnesota. He was never in Minnesota. No, like he, uh, he got drafted by them. He never played for them. I know, but like so he's not of, going back to Minnesota. But you can't do that. <laughs> can't do that, Kyle. Kyle, I hear you. No, <laughs> talk to us. Who gives a shit about the Phillies game? Uh me. Who cares? There's uh, there's more of them. Monday games don't matter. What? <laughs> no. So. I'll you, make you a deal. You can watch all the Phillies games you want on the show, but if the Steelers are on, we don't watch it on Monday Night Football. All right, whatever. You make that deal? Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to the show. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he whispers above the microphone. So. It, it's going to be interesting because there, I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of trades this offseason for bigger players than there is signing. I do think Kawhi stays, but I do think there's a very big realistic possibility that Paul George is traded. And I only, th- and I only think that because, I only think that because like, the the Clippers want to win now, but I don't think Paul George is the answer with Kawhi. I think they need an, I think they're looking for like a like a guard. If that makes sense. Like like um, they should have went after Russell Westbrook. Don't worry, Brad Miller's going to strike out. He's not, he's not, no, Dale Santos is pitching. <laughs> just like keeps looking at his phone and then repeating the last sentence yeah. he said. Yeah, I just so. think that, you know, something with like, yeah, something with like. <laughs> so I do actually, I've been waiting. Uh, it's not a free agency question, but it is a basketball question I kind of would pose to you guys. A triple double is when you get. <laughs> so what Ice Cube says. <laughs> no, there's no rule that says the ball has to be round. That's interesting. It just has to be a league official ball. No. Uh, I, saw, I guess if it's not round, though, it's not a ball. Imagine an oval uh, basketball. Well, that's still round. A triangle <laughs> basketball. It wouldn't be a ball. Describing a balloon. Um, I saw an Instagram post. and So my, my question is not to answer. I just want to know if this is actually worth a conversation right now. And the, the, they're opposing whose legacy, whose legacy will be more important right now. Kevin Durant or... Giannis. So, is this a conversation actually worth having, or is this just kind of something that people so are trying to... the thing is, is like that... It, so, 
the the media outlook on it is that Kevin Durant is the is the super team whore. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I never really understood. Oh, Rockets just signed Daniel Thais. Gross. <laughs> Four year, thirty six million. Um, I never really understood that the hate like when you go out, like especially Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant went out. He won Rookie of the Year. He was the number one overall draft pick. No, second, right? Second. So he was the second overall draft pick. He won Rookie of the Year. Do you know who got picked first? Greg Oden. Greg Oden. Portland Trailblazers. They fucked up twice. <laughs> they could have got Jordan and Durant. <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> so they went with Brandon Roy and Greg no, no, Oden. It was, um, <laughs> no, I know. It was Sam Bowie. Bowie. Yeah, I know that. I know Brandon Roy didn't get drafted in the he, 80s. He didn't know that. He knew that. I, yeah, listen. I can go and find that jersey somewhere today. Um, it's, anyway, the point being is like, like Durant is like, it's not like Durant is like this, like, not like he's like, like, I can't even say like James Harden or it's like, like it, it's not like he's like Russell Westbrook. Like Russell Westbrook has all these stat accolades, but no individual accolades. He didn't win Rookie of the Year. He's never been an MVP. You know, he, he had one good, he, they, he was on a team that had one really good finals run. When the Thunder lost to the uh, the Heat. Other than that, like, so, like, for him, I could understand maybe a little bit more scrutiny. Mm-hmm. But, like, Kevin Durant, by the time he went and joined the, the, the Warriors, he had made it to the NBA Finals. He had won an MVP award. He had won Rookie of the Year. He had multiple scoring titles under his belt. And was already being regarded as the best pure scorer in basketball history. So at that point, winning championships is all that matters. Do what it takes. Sorry. I mean, you do you do what it takes. Everybody hates it until it's your team that does it. Right. You know what I mean? Like like everybody would everybody would hate an NFL super team until you woke up tomorrow and found out that the Steelers got, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham Jr., Devontae Adams, and fucking Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Can right. you imagine? But I'm just saying, but like everybody hates it until it's their team. Yep. It's it's how it always is. I, I I get it. The super team thing, like I I the, that's why like the 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 finals this year. Like as much as I wanted the Suns to do it because I wanted Chris Paul to win a, a ring, um, like it, it was cool either way because they, they were two teams that were really they were draft built. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't understand the scrutiny. The scrutiny. The the reason that things like that are always going to be compared to the like a, a a Durant to a Giannis is because Durant's bounced around. Whereas Giannis is homegrown and at the age of 26 has the quote unquote complete resume. He's won defensive player of the year. He's won MVP. He didn't win rookie of the year, but he's been a multiple time all-star and now he's got a finals MVP and a NBA championship to his name. So to was Giannis projected to kind of be kind of unspectacular. He was just going to be like just a guy and he's kind of exceeded well, expectations. Gian- Giannis was draft- The thing at the NBA though is it's like no nobody's ever been picked at the the what pick was he picked at? 13, 14, 15. 15. Nobody's ever been picked at the 15th pick and been like this guy's going to be the next right, the I next understand. big thing. In the NBA after the first few picks it, it's all uncertain. It's you know, it's like every draft has a thing like in the NFL it's like you you kind of think from a standpoint of like the first three rounds, all those guys are going to be, you know, star star or better in their career. Now, obviously, it doesn't always pan out that way. But, like, you always think the first three rounds in the NFL draft, star, they're going to be star or better. You know, you go to the MLB draft, it's it's same thing. It's, it's a very big question. It, it's, it's we'll, we'll, we'll check back up on you in three years, and we'll right. see where you're at. Um, 
the NHL draft, it's, it's it's a lot like, you know, like first round, second round, like ready to play now, impact players, you know, star potential type of thing. The NBA draft, it, it, it's really, I mean, the majority of the time it's the first three picks. And after that, it's all gambles. Always. It's always gambles. I mean, there there have been way more. We, we talk on this show on a weekly basis more about players picked outside of the top ten than we do about players picked up in the top three. Because it's all mm-hmm. an uncertainty, really. I mean, it really is. You get the LeBrons, you get the Kevin Durants, like yeah, and those are the guys you consistently talk about. But then look at like people like James Harden, Russell Westbrook, you know, Kawhi, Giannis. I mean, mm-hmm. those are those are all guys. You know, it's it's a gamble. So, I mean, in my opinion, it, it's like. For me, it's like the you know the LeBron Jordan kind of debate. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to do, if you were going to go legacy right now for like the Giannis Durant thing, and the reason behind it is because Giannis has a lot more accolades across the board. I still think Kevin Durant is the better basketball player. Giannis is the better all around player, but mm-hmm. the legacy debate is because I mean the Defensive Player of the Year. He's got two of them. He's won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season. Um, you know what I mean? I, right. I think how many have how many people have ever done that? Can't be a lot. Maybe Shaq did it one year. Maybe, probably not though. Hakeem might have done it. Um, you know, I don't think Jordan ever won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP at the same time. Um, LeBron, I don't think has ever won Defensive Player of the Year. Um, but like the so the the whole thing is that like by him winning Finals MVP and getting the championship. Giannis has "quote unquote" completed his resume, right. and he's twenty six years old. So, in your opinion, this is not like an, an unreasonable conversation right now. For no, I mean, it's not an unreasonable conversation, but it's also there's also a lot of open endedness to it. I mean, like, it if you know, if 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 let's let's all like if 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 Gian, I mean, if Kevin Durant doesn't tear his Achilles, Golden State probably wins another championship. What's Kevin Durant has? What one one ring? Right, I think so. Kyle, Durant's got um, one. He's one and two, in, one and one in the finals. Yeah, yeah. He beat the Cavs and lost to the Cavs. Kyle, yes. Jesus, listen. Well, you're not answering. I'm listening. I, I don't need you to listen. I need <laughs> you to answer. Um. Well, he's actually one and two in the finals. Oh yeah, he's well. Yeah, he's one and two. Yeah, one and two. You lost with the Thunder. Right. I was thinking of the Golden State thing. Um. I don't know. I mean. At the end of the day, it's hard for me to take away anything that Giannis does. I mean, that Durant does. Because that's what, that's what they want to do. They want to, People like to shit on Durant because the whole super team thing. And it's like, yes, if Durant goes out next year and wins a championship, even if he averages 31 points a game, Harden probably averaged 22, and Kyrie probably averaged 20, and seven assists throughout the whole playoffs. And that's fine, but, the, but nobody else on the team did anything. That Thunder team would have been a super team. Well, knowing what we know now, yeah, I mean, the third best player on that team was Serge Ibaka. No, James Harden. James Harden wasn't that good then, though. That was James Harden on the Thunder was never the James Harden in Houston. He was good. See, he, he came off the bench. But he, but he was not the James. Harden. He, the, that's the, why he got traded because he wanted to start. No, I understand that, but but that's what I'm saying. He, but even here's even if you're a good bench player, James Harden. If you, if you gave James a healthy James Harden only eighteen minutes of floor time now. He would still get you twenty six points. 
He wasn't doing that when he was a Thunder. He wasn't yeah. doing that as part of the Thunder. So, I mean, like, the point was, like, it, it wasn't a super team. It, it's a super team when you look back at it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. My whole thing is just that, like, I don't understand the super team hate. Like, well, yeah, because, well. You hit it right in the head when you, when you first started. Everyone hates it until it's their, their Well, no, team. but it's not even that. Though. It's like Kevin Durant can go out and average 32 points a game and win the NBA Finals next year with Harden averaging 22 and Kyrie averaging 21. And, okay, but the rest of the team is, you know, someone's going to, like, you might have somebody averaging 12 and you're going to have a bunch of guys averaging 7. Whereas, go look at what, like, the Bucks did. Like, yeah, Giannis played out of his mind. Bucks aren't winning the Finals if Chris Middleton's not on that team. And, uh... Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. They had just as much of an impact on, on, the, on the finals as Giannis did. But it doesn't look at it because they're not Giannis. They didn't average 30 points a game. But Chris Middleton played out of his mind throughout the entire NBA playoffs. Chris Middleton saved them many of times. Well, it's also the So it's, it's like, always a team thing. There's like, nobody, nobody's, nobody's going out and winning an NBA finals on their own. Nobody's doing it. Because even if you go out and you average 60 points a game in a seven-game series in the finals, you're probably losing four of those games. Because if you're averaging 60, that means that there's at least six guys on your team that are playing regular minutes and not averaging more than eight points. Because it's like everybody in the world hated the Warriors when Durant was there. But nobody hated the Warriors when he wasn't there. You can't blame Golden State for being like, all right, Kevin Durant wants to come here, but sign him. You can't blame them for doing that. So like, I, it pisses me off because, like, oh, Kevin Durant wanted to, to win a championship. That's the main goal. He thought he could have done that in Golden State, and he did. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of heat on Kevin Durant too because Kevin Durant was the only viable threat in LeBron James's career to kind of dethrone him, and he was mm-hmm. loved. Loved across NBA when he put the Thunder. Yeah, he was. You know, he 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 was the only one that had that threat to be able to dethrone LeBron. That that could that you know not that LeBron still wouldn't have done all the 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 stats and and all and had accolades and and won more championships in his career. But Kevin Durant would could could have been that guy. Mm-hmm. And that's what you know. And then he went when he went to Golden State. It was like oh he's just he's just taking an easy way out. And it's you know I mean look at fucking. Look at look at LeBron. I mean, when LeBron made they fucking made a TV special about where LeBron was going to go after he left Cleveland, <laughs> Still and so people ridiculous. were hoping he was going to go to Miami, and Miami had already signed Chris Bosh at that point, so they wanted that super team because it was LeBron. Nobody nobody liked the Celtics when they did it. Would you blame the Celtics? You can get Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. You already have Paul Pierce. You already have Rondo. You, yeah, you already had you know you had Rondo. You had, you know, Perkins and, 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 and you had depth. Why would you not do it? And because it's not your team. Yeah. That's what it is. It's because it's not your team. And then, uh, and then on the flip side, I think that's why teams like New England, for example, why New England is always so hated. Because they did it the opposite way. They never built the super team and kept winning. Yeah. And it was just frustrating because it was like, why can't my team do it? And the answer has always been there, because your quarterback isn't going to take less than than the average quarterback salary. It's funny, you're like reading my mind, because the next thing I came across was, in your guys' opinion, how much of a comparison actually can be drawn between like the Tom Brady situation and 
Chris Paul still playing at like an elite level and, and making you know a decent amount of money? Like how how much how much do you kind of buy into? Oh, these guys are kind of like on the same same level. I guess what I'm trying to say that that that, that was like a conversation. Well, I mean, one Chris Paul is kind of just like cursed to never win a ring. David, David. He might go down as one of the best players in history to never win a ring. He probably will be. He probably, I mean, if he retired, if he had retired after this season, he probably would have already gone down as that. He would have been right there with Carl Malone and John Stockton and, John Stockton and, mm-hmm. and, and all those players. Um, but I you mean, guys are sort of kind of in the, the camp that listen until the wheels fall off. You you, you just keep keep going. So, well, I mean, it, it's the exact same type of thing. You know what? The thing is, is that like. What what gives Chris Paul the ability to do what he does is kind of the same type of thing as like with Brady. Like Brady has always played on a team where you know they they prioritize the offensive line over the weapons. Mm-hmm. If you keep, I mean, I don't think anybody can make the argument. It's like if you keep, and we saw it in New England. If you can keep Brady on his feet and give him five seconds, anybody can be a Pro Bowler. Anybody can be a Pro Bowler with him, but you got to keep him up. Now they could have the New England could have gone out and gotten they got Randy Moss, but they could have gone out and they they always could have found ways to to make money because nobody on the team was ever making a bajillion dollars. So they could have went out and got Randy Moss. They could have went out and got T.O. They could have went out and got a stud running back, and not done the offensive line thing, and it wouldn't have had the same result because he's getting chased around. Tom, you know it's it's you can you know teams like like the Seahawks for example they can somewhat afford to focus more on weapons than offensive line because they have a mobile quarterback, but Brady was never that. That's why teams like the Peyton Manning teams, Eli Manning's teams, Tom Brady's teams, Drew Brees' teams, like you got to do some prioritizing of the offensive line because you got to keep them up. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul is the same way. Chris Paul has never been the point. I mean, granted, he is, he's also a little undersized, but Chris Paul was was never the the, the slashing, bouncing off of the body's defense you know, trying to score at the rim in, in double coverage. He he was never the, you know, he's not the, the, the run around the screens, you know, at full speed and stop on a dime to pull up and shoot. You know, so the knees have lasted. He's a, he's a floor general. He's a playmaker. When Chris Paul steps out on the floor, his goal is to make all the other guys that are playing with him better. Mm-hmm. And that's what's given him the longevity. That's why you see a lot of guys, you know, a lot of these, like, because Chris Paul is not a freak of nature athletically, you know. Kevin Durant is a freak of nature. LeBron James, freak of nature. But, like, look at, like, a player like a James Harden. A James Harden, for example. Or, like, a Derrick Rose. You know, the injuries plague Derrick Rose. But as he's, but even still, as he's getting older, the explosiveness from Derrick Rose isn't there anymore. <laughs> After the injury, when he was in his first stint with the Knicks, Derrick Rose was still very explosive at getting into the lane, but just wasn't exploding up for the dunks that he did in Chicago. But he, but now he's not that explosive guy anymore. I mean, he can still cut and get to the rim, but it's more IQ finding the lane and getting there and then using his acrobatic skills when he gets to the basket. He's not trying to blow past big defenders anymore and run through people. That's what's going to happen with Westbrook down the line. Westbrook is eventually going to stop being able to be so powerhouse. It's the, uh, it's the AI effect. Right. When, when you're that, like... When you're mo- when you're running that high of a motor that long, it burns out faster, you know. And that Chris and you, Paul was never that player. And you take a beating, right? AI was not a freak of nature athlete. He 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 wasn't. He was not a freak of nature athlete. 
He wasn't. He was never the fastest guy in the NBA. No, he he, but, he 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 was never. He could. He, I mean, he he could barely dunk. You know, I mean, like he was not a freak of nature athlete. I mean, like w- athletic specimen, absolutely compared to the 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 average sample size of the world. But would you put him in the same athletic category as LeBron? No, or or Kevin Durant. I, I get what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Like like so, when you're not that guy, when you don't have just like that next level factor like Giannis has. It runs out. Giannis is a whole different type of athletic. Yeah. Like, it's just like, but it's just, it's like bred in. Like, it's like, it's a DNA thing. I think Giannis might be more athletic than LeBron. Because Giannis, like, one, he's lengthy. Two, I don't like, he's just like, he's a, he's not. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, the greatest basketball player. Just fundamentally different. But he he hustles, and that's what makes him great. That's why people love him. He doesn't take a playoff. Like, he's never going to beat LeBron one-on-one. But he'll out-hustle LeBron. It's the same thing. Like, look look back. I mean, there's there's a reason why, you know, the three-point shot is so prevalent in today's NBA. But there's a reason why all these elite big men in the NBA go down more often because they're, they're doing more and it's a lot bigger of a frame when you're seven foot 295 that's a lot of fucking that's a lot of body to be moving around <laughs> that's why Shaq was able to play as long as he was because Shaq would Shaq was jogging up and down the court and then he'd get down low and he would he'd put everything he had into four feet of work yeah you know well you set his own pace like, that's yeah. just it like he didn't need to to do the sprinting and the the running out to the perimeter to shoot the threes, and that's why you have a lot of these guys that do that type of stuff, these high motor big men now, because all these big, all these like big name big men out there are running faster. They're trying to do more, and they're trying to be more. They're trying to spread the floor more. Anthony Davis has an in- injury history. Joel Embiid has an injury history. Mark Gasol had an injury history. Pau Gasol never had the injury history. Because Pau Gasol wasn't sprinting up and down the floor. Pau Gasol had the touch, but was never looking for it. You know, Tim Duncan didn't have the injury. Kevin Garnett didn't have it. Because they they played at their pace. When you play the game to how your body's built, you'll get the longevity out of it. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, three, four years from now, we stop seeing as much explosiveness out of James Harden. Look at John Wall. We stopped seeing the explosiveness from him before his injury. Mm Mm-hmm. He he used to be the guy that would he used to be the point guard that would that would jump the route and, and and sprint down the floor as fast as he could and slam a dunk down. I mean he was Mister Athletic. Um, it, it wears on you. It wears on you after a while. You know, players like Kawhi will be able to do what he does forever. So I guess in in closing, so there there's the, the similarity is definitely there. And do you foresee? I guess we'll say do you see both. Playing out their their contracts. Well, Durant's only got one more year. No, I, I'm sorry, man. Like the, the Tom Brady and uh, Chris Paul. Well, Tom Brady's what got this the year, and it's over, right? Yeah, Chris Paul, I think he will. Yeah, yeah, I think well, Chris, Chris, Chris Paul will, unless well, even still, people won't. If if he doesn't play well, he's not going to have. People aren't going to want that contract, right? And the so, other thing too is, is when you like, especially like in the NBA, when you when you get to like where Chris Paul is, like. You see, like, like Jimmy Butler, like Steph Curry, is getting a two year or a four year, two hundred twenty million dollar contract extension. 
Chris Paul is getting a four-year, $180 million contract extension, but he can make up to 180 mm-hmm. So you start making it incentivized. And with Chris Paul, you don't care about stats. You care about winning. winning. Mm-hmm. So his $180 million will come from finals appearances and Western Conference finals appearances. I mean, the only way I don't see Chris Paul playing out his contract is if he, retires. Is if he wins a ring. If he wins a ring and wants to call it quits. Yeah. That's the only thing I could foresee happening. But Chris Paul is also the kind of guy that I don't I don't think he would put the Suns in that position. I also love the fact that he wants to play for Phoenix. Yeah. Because they're a random team. And right? this would be a completely different argument for Chris Paul if David Stern wasn't the hard-ass that he was. David Stern was very against super teams. David Stern, if you were going to have a super team, you were going to draft a super team. Yeah. You weren't going to trade for one. And had David Stern not vetoed that Chris Paul the Lakers trade back in oh. Six? No, I think it was later than that. Like, oh, eight. Oh, eight, whatever. I mean, talking a different, totally different scenario. Could be very, very much talking a different scenario. But. There's only been one team that really can draft, that really drafted their team. Spurs. Two teams. The Spurs and the Warriors. Spurs, Warriors. Nuggets. The Nuggets do a lot of their own drafting. Yeah, well, I'm saying like that one. Oh, yeah. Like the Warriors, like under Mark Jackson, he made the right moves. Mm-hmm. Instead of trading, um, I don't know, I, Steph Curry. I, he, I, I, I know what you're saying, but it's, I don't, I, I don't think they're in the same camp as the Spurs. No, I agree. I'm just saying, well, like, just I mean, because outside of Steph and Clay, Draymond Green. Okay, so Steph, Clay, and Dr- which are big pieces, but Durant wasn't drafted. Iguodala had a very big part no, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm um, saying, like, but like the core. No, I know. Just, I know. Like when I won the first time, like that was the core. I think. I think the Spurs. I think. I think the Spurs. Like three of the championships they won, their starting five was all drafted by them. Yeah. Manu. Manu was never a starter. I'm not, I'm not, like Manu. But I said starters. Parker, Leonard, um, Duncan, Duncan, Robinson, Diaw were probably drafted. Both Robinsons. David and Marcus. <laughs> Because I think Marcus was on that team when they won with Kawhi, right? That was like his rookie year, wasn't it? Marcus Robinson's been around for a little while, hasn't he? I don't know who that is. The center. I don't think so. No? I don't remember who that is. Danny Green. He wasn't drafted by the Spurs. <laughs> drafted by the Clippers. Yeah, Danny, Green's, Danny Green is the journeyman. So we'll go to break. We'll come back. We'll and then we'll, we'll dive into the into the baseball world. A lot a lot happened. So we'll see you guys on the other side. Home of getting sports with drunk on Monday nights. PPRN Radio. Home of the Peter Pino Show. Peter Pino Show. PPRN Radio. Damn, where are we? PPRN Radio. Always on, sometimes off. PPRNRadio.net. PPRNRadio.net. The station that's home with your wife. While you're at work, we keep a company. We keep her happy. Now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to getting sports with Drunk. Hostess Cupcake the Riddler. Assholes. They're all here. Yeah. Some of us, not not Kendall. Though. No, I, I think he had to step out, and um, we don't know if he'll uh, he'll come back on in the air or no or not. 
Oh, yeah? Probably not. Probably not. He's no good. No good at all. Second beers for all of us. Mm. Our two. Number two beers. You're number two. Thank you. You mean like piece of crap, right? Yeah. That's I see. You and me. Same wavelength. It's because you guys are so gay. <laughs> but aren't we all? That's right. All right. So uh, the start of one exciting uh, free agency window has opened with the NBA. Another has closed this past week. <laughs> Real quick. I, I, I want you to say on the air what you said during break because I thought that was very funny. Uh, about the emotions for yourself. Oh, it's just been a it's been an emotional roller coaster for the Riddler this uh this past week since since our last show and since our last show, um, the Bears fan in me uh was very sad to find that the the, the front office was able to work something out with Aaron Rodgers, then bring him Randall Cobb on a silver fucking platter <laughs> to just hurt me even more. But then the White Sox went out and got Cesar Hernandez and Craig Kimbrell. And that was cool. And then the Blackhawks traded for Marc-Andre Fleury, which was cool. And now the Bulls have Lonzo Bull. Be a good t-shirt. It's already been made. <laughs> the Lonzo, Lonzo Bull and, and, and Alex Caruso, which I don't know how I feel about. And, I mean, I'm so torn in 95 different directions. And as this segment will show you, I'm just happy I'm not a Cubs fan. <laughs> but we got Craig freaking Kimbrell. A whirlwind of emotions. <laughs> That city is just like on fire right now. <laughs> like waiting for the news to drop, they just like just like, hey, we also, by the way, just so you know, we offered Kawhi at like two hundred and twenty-six million dollars in four years, and it's like he's gonna come. They're like, oh man, all right. Now what else? Justin Fields is the week one starter. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> and the tickets are free. <laughs> And it's all you can drink beer in the city, <laughs> and the river has just come from everyone oh being my. so excited. It's just a dumpster fire everywhere you go. But yes, as we said, the uh, the start of one quirky, crazy free agency can only come at the end of another. The MLB free agency uh, deadline passed this past Friday at four p.m. And what a deadline it was! Rachel's correcta mundo. Probably the craziest of all time. Uh, in terms of big name players, top three. Uh, I think it was something like I think uh, I think it was like it was either ten or eleven. Two thousand twenty-one MLB All Stars were moved to the deadline. It's crazy. I'm sorry. Would you repeat that. What the hell was that? I believe it was ten. That's right. I totally forgot he was here. <laughs> ah. So Kyle. Yes, sir. Tell us. Well, Kendall, what you was your least favorite move? Buyers to the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll just start. We'll just kind of run them down like we did. Yeah, kind of going like a just reverse give, order. Give our pieces on them. All right, so uh, the first one on the board is the New York Giants. No, I'm just kidding. The San Francisco Giants, first place San Francisco Giants, acquire uh, kind of like utility man at this point. <laughs> uh, third base outfielder Chris Bryant in exchange for prospects. They um, had to do something. Who? The Giants. Yeah, they need they needed to do something to make sure they can keep their head above water mm-hmm. for the rest of the season because they they could very easily coast themselves from first place home field advantage throughout the playoffs to second wild card. So yeah, so yeah. to having to play a wild card game and as the away team. <laughs> and you know, as we kind of mentioned against the division of home. Yeah. The Giants are kind of in a surprise, you know, and they played great baseball. Um 
the the question on everybody's mind is there's there's a lot of age that's that's present on that team, and I think you know what Souls is saying is right. They need to do something. Um, and I kind of hope. Sorry, not to cut you off. Oh no, I was just thinking because it's the it's the Giants, the Padres, and the Dodgers, right? Yep. Okay. That are one, two, three, and they're pretty much locked in for the wild card at this point, right? Like <laughs> yeah. they're, yep. they're gonna one of those teams. I really hope that Oakland finds a way to overthrow Houston. Because that's got to be the most teams from one state in the in the in the, in the MLB playoffs. Yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah. I mean, who? What, what are the other California teams? It would be just the, just Angels, the Angels, yeah. Right? I think yeah. so. We need them to have a killer comeback. Yeah. Um, but you know, Chris Bryant, you know, definitely, you know, post World Series has definitely had his ups and downs, more downs as of late. But who knows? We see it all the time. The change of scenery sometimes. You know, does wonders. So, yeah, very, very exciting for well, San I mean, Francisco. The, the thing too is, is like the before the season even started, like the writing was kind of on the wall that this was, you know, inevitable. You know, there was uh, no contract extensions had happened. There weren't any great outlooks on talks. The Cubs had kind of been over the past couple of years showing a direction they were heading in, and then people kind of, you know, especially Cubs fans, kind of got their hopes up because there was a brief moment in the first half of the season. The Cubs were kind of making a run at, at, at being the number one team in the NL Central, and then it it very quickly fell apart. Very quickly. Yeah. Um, he was like 12, 13 in a row. And Bryant, I believe Bryant was the last piece to be moved from yep. the Cubs. He was he was like moved at like three like three fifty. Which was interesting is I feel like when you know the trade talks were kind of happening, his name was at the top of the list of like the most likely to go. And then he said he was the last, essentially, for, for them. No, I well, I think it was one of those things that was like, I think that Chris Bryant, I think, was the one piece out of all the pieces that they had to give up, you know, in, over the years, including Schwarber and, and, and Lester and all, all the other parts of it. Because Contreras is there, like, contract-wise. I think Bryant was the one that they were like, we could maybe, you know, between his skill set, different position wise his, his what he means to the organization his talent capabilities combined with how he's been productivity wise lately he might have been the one that they could have signed i mean i don't rizzo i think was just done no matter what the age and everything mm-hmm. i think rizzo was just out no matter what Baez, you know if the team was going to go into some sort of rebuild thing it's great to have a cornerstone shortstop but it's hard to do a rebuild when you're you know probably going to have to shell out the most money in uh, shortstops ever made, you know, because mm-hmm. that's just the way the sports works now. It's just next guy up makes more than the last guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and then, you know, Kimbrell was like, you know, Kimbrell was just kind of like, he was really just like the cherry on the top because Kimbrell really hadn't been there that long. Kimbrell wasn't part of the World Series team, right? Was he? He wasn't, right? I don't know, no, I think yeah. so. He wasn't part of the World Series team. He 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 kind of came back. He started showing coming back to form signs during the shortened pandemic season, but it was all chalked up to being a short season. And then he came out this year and he's given up two earned runs and you know forty innings of work. Yeah, he's having a pretty good year. Yeah, but um, I, I don't think Brian was ever going to resign with the Cubs. Well, I'm I'm not saying he was going to resign. I just like like that if there was one guy that the Cubs would have like. If they had to pick one to keep, it that would have been him. I think it would have been him. Because they, they've always had like that weird, like bad blood since they remember they like sent him back down to the minors to get the extra year. Yep. 
But I mean, the, everybody does that. Everybody. Cubs. No, I know, but but like Brian was, he was, he was. I remember him was very outspoken against it. He didn't win a World and, Series, and he was over. It kind of even like came up after he got traded. And it was like their their stolen year. Right. Well, I mean, listen, both parties got their money's worth. The Cubs got the World Series, you know, and, and Chris Bryant, you know, kind of became a star. So it's like it was it's a win-win for both. And just like now that time is over. It's just Well, it's just Chris Bryant, you know, as much as as good as Javi Baez was, as good as Rizzo was for them, you know, Chris Bryant was the, the face of the Cubs franchise. He, he was the Chicago Cubs. Chris Bryant was like the, the Nationals, you know, version of the Bryce Harper mm-hmm. thing. I mean, Chris Bryant hadn't even played a major league game yet, and there were billboards with his name and face on them in Chicago. Yeah. You know, like he – I think if if they were – if they were to have to put all their – if they were at, like, going to have to put all their chips into, into bringing one of them back, I think it would have been Bryant. I think that's why he was – you know, I think Rizzo was gone no matter what. I think even if the I think even if the Cubs had stayed in first place, they might have, you know, maybe tried to you know because then Rizzo would have had more value and maybe tried to flip him for something that they needed, kind of thing. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, it, it's a lot of these. I mean, the, the 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 Cubs they went out and sold to a bunch of teams either trying to state their case as the top dog that they are or to to teams trying to claw their way back in. Um, be interesting. We'll see what happens. Next cub. <laughs> yeah. Next the cub on the list. Javier Baez saga. He joins the New York Mets in uh with uh uh Trevor Williams as well. And Cash. Yes. For Pete Crow Armstrong. It was funny, Kyle called me yesterday. He said, You know who that guy was? Like, I have no idea who Pete Crow Armstrong is. <laughs> you didn't like him, he's a hyphenated name. That, that's what I'm saying. If I had known. I know that there's a crow arm. What if you followed your team? Listen, I follow, I'm just not really in depth with the farm system. I'm well, sorry. That's part of your team. Well, listen, I, I'm a forty uh, man. Do you roster think you're going to make the playoffs? I do. So then, do. don't you get more than forty? Well, it becomes uh, a. No, it goes 40, up to forty. Goes up to forty. It's it's thirty man becomes forty. So, but you know. I don't think Pete Crow Armstrong was going to be on the 40-man third Mets. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. Pay attention to your but, fucking youth system, you dick. Hey, listen, it's all about making moves like this. It was actually very exciting. I, di- I didn't know that this was really potential. I saw a few names that were, you know, Chris Bryant being one of them, uh, guys like Trevor Story, uh, potential for the Mets, but... Uh, Baez was not one. Yeah, this uh, trade did like Chris Bryant and Max Scherzer were like two guys that were like like if you looked up the rumors, it was like seventeen teams. Yeah, there were like so many teams that were in on both of them. But exciting, you know, the, the Mets have a surplus of infielders. Uh, definitely, the right now the injury bug has been rough, but they they continue to kind of string together some wins. So it's going to be interesting. Good with the bad. I'm very excited to see Lindor and Baez play the infield together. When, when Lindor comes back. Because, I mean, Baez has the second base experience. Um, so I, I, it'd be very interesting. It's almost one of those things where it's like, I wonder if if, if that, like, experiment goes, well, you guys make, you know, the run. And, and, and even when, you know, even if you don't win the whole thing, maybe make it. And, and, you know, they both play well type of thing. I wonder if there's any situation where, like, the Mets, like, just pull out all the stops to run it back with that and yeah. type of thing. Yeah, it's exciting. The, the, the energy is very similar to the um, the Cespedes thing from uh, five years back or whatever it was. But, you know. Longer than five. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know. Yeah. 
That happened when we were in college. <laughs> <laughs> Years blend together. So you like the you like the the, the bias? Yeah, v- very excited for it. Uh, you know, like I said, it, it's a good problem to have when you have a, a lot of players who you know are playing well. So and I, it seems like the, the the dynamic is different than years past. There seems to be like a higher energy level, and I think a lot has to do with like Lindor. I think he, he brings like a it's more fun. It's like I've noticed like. The Mets seemed very corporate for for a long time, just like very very serious, you know. And yeah. when you're losing a lot of games, that doesn't help you. Well, everybody, everybody in the NL is trying to keep up with the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, I know they're not in first place, but trying to keep up with the Dodgers. Yeah. Um, next one, what we got uh, the Toronto Blue Jays acquire uh, Jose Barrios from the Twins for people. <laughs> No, oh, come care. on, Simeon Woods. No, no one cares about the, the the rest of it. But so you know, so we talked about the the competitiveness and like the one two three in the NL West. It's a very competitive four team race in the AL East. Mm-hmm. With uh, is, is, did, Kyle, can you did you confirm did the Rays overtake the the, the Red Sox? Um, I think as as of today, we're recording on on Monday, August second. Yes, they the, did. They're giving a half up. Razor so, up. so the Rays are Rays are up. Red Sox are right on their tail. The Yankees are in third, and then the Blue Jays are, are behind the Yankees. And you know the Blue Jays aren't, aren't quitting on the season by any stretch. I mean, it's ba- I mean, really, I mean, Oakland's in the mix for the wild card, um, but that's that's it. The rest of the AL West is nowhere to be seen, and the AL Central outside of the White Sox is they 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 all all the other four teams were all sellers. At the deadline, so yep. you know it's all all three of those non first place teams feel like they have a real dog in the fight. They were all very aggressive. What do you think of the Barrios trade, Kyle? Fantastic move. He's a young pitcher who had a ton of control, like like team control. Um, I, I I think that the perfect like now they have Ryu, now they have Barrios. They still mm-hmm. have a couple of their other. So it's Nate inter- Pearson hasn't even been up yet. A, a lot like I will, I will say San Diego, the, the Blue Jays are kind of overshadowed by the bats. Like th- that's definitely what people are talking about more than pitching. So this, you know, this kind of switches the spotlight a little bit. You know, it's like you know, hey, you know, this is a team that's currently in, in fourth, but you know, like like Paul said, they're not quitting on the season. This is this is a move now that kind of like hey. Let's see now if they can crawl back and, and then find themselves in in that second wild card spot. So, well, I think a lot of people too. I think a lot of like from an unbiased standpoint, I think a lot of people like the Blue Jays. We kind of talked about it earlier with the NBA stuff. I think a lot of people like the Blue Jays for a lot of similar reasons to like, like pre, like I mean Lance Lynn and Kimbrel, but like the White Sox too. Like the majority of their success is being determined from within. You know, players that they they put together, mm-hmm. which is you know, setting for the future, too. You know, all right. Uh, we talked about this one earlier. So the White Sox acquire closer Craig Kimbrell from the Cubs in exchange for. Now this one's worth saying. The name is reliever Cody Hewer and sidelines for the season second baseman Nick Madrigal. Those names were important because those are MLB commodities. You you traded you know. You know, you essentially, you know, you traded cash for cash, not cash for peanuts. Um, 
I was a little surprised at this one. I mean, I I, I know having two sure things in your to close a game is no, is not a problem. It's a good problem to have by every stretch of the imagination. Um, I thought they were going to go more. I thought they were going to look more for like that like mid relief kind of guy, someone that could that would come in in like the seventh, the sixth and the sixth or the seventh if they had to to kind of close things down. Because Bummer's been like back and forth. Hoyer, Hoyer has not been good this year. The bullpen was the strength of the team coming into the season, and it's been their biggest weakness. Um, and until you addressed it, I mean, it's not a bad thing to know that in a two-one game. Going into the eighth, you you can almost write it off as a victory with Kimbrel and and Hendricks going out and each pitching an inning. But you know, I think it's the type of thing that there was a, a mutual kind of interest in the White Sox. Like you know, hey, we can't pass up on this. Well, you this and just... in, in my opinion, this trade doesn't happen if the White Sox don't do the trade they did the day before, which we'll get to. But they traded for Cesar Hernandez. They needed somebody to be an everyday second baseman for them, but you know, not do this. You know, Nick. Madrigal, I mean, um, uh, Danny Mendek, Gloria Garcia cycle thing that they've been doing. Get somebody that's going to play continuous reps at second baseman, second base, be an everyday guy that has some sort of a bat type of thing. If they don't get, you know, like, because getting a second baseman, a rental second baseman is one thing, but they went out and they got a guy in Cesar Hernandez that they can't, not only is he a gold glover, but they could bring him back next year as a team option. So, like, they might not have to worry about the Nick Magic losing the Nick Magical thing right away. I have a, a question just for you, Paul. Uh, let's assume Kimball is living in an apartment in Chicago. Does he have to move? No. He just you know it doesn't matter where he lives. He's got he's close enough to both ballparks that it's really it's irrelevant. Yeah. I'm just asking. I've never been. Actually, I've been, but just the airport. How long does it take to get from City Field to Yankee Stadium? Uh. Probably like forty minutes, because that city's just a disaster driving in. But still, forty minutes—not that bad. I don't know. Just asking. I think those ballparks are closer too. By the way, no, I, I don't. I don't think he moves. <laughs> well, just say move closer to the ballpark. I don't know. Yeah, Kimbrel's an interesting one too, because they could have they'll have Kimbrel next year, or they can have Kimbrel next he year. Yeah, going to be the next year. Well, it's a, there's like a. Some option, one of the options, it's either player or club. I don't know which one, but all right. The LA Dodgers acquire Max Scherzer and Trey Turner from the Nationals for Josiah Gray. Oh, fucking bullshit. Gerardo Carrillo, Donovan Casey, and Kilbert Ruiz. Yes, the Dodgers gave hey, up. The Dodgers gave up their one and two prospects. You had to. But you got fucking Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. You got the fastest guy in baseball and two different colored eyes. <laughs> What's Trey, what color eyes does Trey Turner have? Do they get three different colored eyes in the trade? Yeah, I think it's blue. Ah, damn. And they, they overpaid. You know? <laughs> it's just you're going to pay for two, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you're, you're like you traded na- for a guy that's got two different colored eyes and you only got two different colored yeah. eyes, you bastards. Yeah, you're the national. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're trading away like, your cornerstone piece besides Juan Soto. You had a great... Shortstop, left out, left fielder, fucking combo, and you give him away. Yeah, I mean, I knew. Well, I think we all knew the Scherzer was floating around that name, but when I saw the deal, including Turner, I, I was I was blown away. I had no idea that that was going to happen. Yeah, but kind of. Uh, they only give up four players. 
That's it. Four. That many, huh? Four non MLB players. Uh, uh, yeah, but like one of them is already up. But like, but like, still like four unproven commodities. Like, like usually when you're when you're trading away two all star players, you're gonna get a humongous haul of, of players if they haven't if they're not MLB proven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's one thing if like they had acquired you know some some like somebody that's been playing two years and has been showing an upswing or something like that. You know, they traded for a bunch of unknown trade away prospects. A lot of teams hold on to them for too long. Yeah. Sometimes it pans out though. Sometimes it does. But I mean, we, we saw, I mean, the, the one that jumps to my mind is, uh, what was his name? Kyle Swihart on the Red Sox. Yeah. Blake Swihart. They like refused to trade that guy for years. And then he got too old, and I'm pretty sure he's out of league now. Like, trade him. If you're not going to use him, get get a proven player. Like, the number one and two prospects was a catcher and a starting pitcher. Which, they have plenty of. So, it's just like, god damn. Like, how the fuck did you pull it off? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm in the camp of I would always rather have the proven MLB player than the chance at a prospect hitting. Yeah, I mean, but Dodgers, that's like the, the, the caper of, of the, the, the... I mean, I guess it depends, though, too, because it's like, like the, from the... I don't know, from the same... It's like, I mean, 99.9% of all these deals we see every year, they're all rentals. I mean, they're not, they're not gonna, right. you're not, you're not, you're not, they're not gonna have Scherzer. They're probably not gonna have Scherzer and Trey Turner three years from now. You know what I mean? Like, it's like two years from now. They're probably not gonna have them. Does anyone know the, not off the top of their head, but just what the um, World Series odds were for the Dodgers after that deal? Kind of roughly? One. One to one. <laughs> they have a hundred percent chance of just winning. <laughs> Pretty much, not winning, but going. Um, souls, talk to us about the Phillies getting Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy from the Rangers. Oh, not just that. Oh, and Hans Kraus. No, no, no. And Cash. <laughs> That's the most important Sorry. part. <laughs> For not Vince Velasquez. <laughs> so. The Phillies got... You guys still have Vince Velasquez. You lost the trade deadline. He's hurt now. doesn't matter. He's still on your roster. So the Phillies ended up... So Kyle Gibson pitched yesterday. And he pitched pretty good. He pitched six and two-thirds. Gave up two runs. Five strikeouts. Not a bad outing. Ian Kennedy is now the closer. He's 16 for 17 in his opportunities. They gave away Spencer Howard. At one point, he was our top prospect. And... He's not been very good. He throws... He can throw two innings. He, he's never a reliever, in my opinion. I felt like they were just like, alright, just take him off our hands. We don't got to worry about him. Hans Kraus, though, who is the ninth prospect in the Texas Rangers organization, is now the Phillies' fifth prospect. Mm-hmm. So that, it was pretty much like a... Like, like they got three really good players for... A pitcher that hasn't been, you know, up to par. And two guys I've never even heard of. They still have another year of Gibson on this deal. I don't know if Kennedy is a free agent after this year. But they had to make a move. They didn't want to, like, 
oversell the team. So I, I think this was a good move. I think the Phillies did it exactly right, especially kind of after the offseason they had and things kind of didn't fall into place exactly how they wanted. I think this was kind of like, hey, Let's 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 put the band aid on this. Yeah, the Phillies thing to do here is is, is just trade for Javi Baez <laughs> and just try to try to out hit your bull, how, out hit the, their own bullpen's yeah, fault. Exactly. We give fifty runs. Well, we're gonna hit sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they did what they needed to do. They got a they they got a reliever and they got a starter. Mm-hmm. Two very big big needs. And they got a top five prospect out of it. I tell you, I love that name, Hans Kraus. I love that name. Look at a picture of him. All right. Don't have to tell me twice. No, like, like it's hilarious. The guy. Oh, porn. Where is it? Right there. This guy. Yeah, fourth, fourth one in. Oh, my God. Man. He kind of looks like a crackhead Aaron Rodgers, right? I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. This guy is on the Jersey Shore right now, just finishing people's beers off. They said, like, the, nope, the, that guy looks like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's just a mirror. <laughs> the thing, like, the thing is, that he comes out 28 minutes before every game to throw, and he eats like three or four like bags of goldfish. <laughs> That's a lot of goldfish. <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Philly's lost. <laughs> See who the real loser of the trade deadline was? The Rockies, because it seemed like they kind of forgot that it happened. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's this Friday? <laughs> Damn. All right. The Athletics acquired Jan Gomes, Josh Harrison, and Cash from the Nationals for people. Josh Harrison was on fire for the Nationals. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love what the Athletics did. They, they did what they normally do. They buy low on these guys that are just like on base guys. Mm-hmm. Jan Gomes was just came off the injured list. He hit a home run against the Phillies. They were able to do, like, whatever. And then Josh Harrison's been fantastic this year. He's a utility guy. Yeah. Well, as we know, the A's are so by the numbers. You know, like, that's that's what it's about. That's the, like that, that whole thing, you know, the past 20 years of baseball for them. That's what's the, the analytics has kind of changed baseball, and they're kind of like the, the ones who were the, at the forefront of that. So, But can just never put it all together. <laughs> but they'll never win a World Series because they just have a bunch of guys that don't like that are just a bunch of like they don't have any superstars. Like, they have the corner, the corners, Matt, uh, Matt Olson and Matt Chapman, fantastic defensively, probably one of the best defensive units you'll ever see. But they're like they're like on and off in a, in a hitting category. But they get on base because <laughs> they walk. Right in the playoffs, like you're looking for that guy that's gonna change your team, like change the game name of the spark game. Spark it, put a yeah. spark on the game. All right, um, the New York Yankees acquire Andrew Haney and Cash from the Angels for Jason Junk and Elvis Paguero. Andrew Haney is fucking terrible. Terrible. <laughs> I just like the name Jason Junk. That's an awesome name, too. <laughs> look a, him up. Let's just look him uh, up as well. He has a six. He's, a, he's above a six ERA. He doesn't throw hard. He doesn't have good stuff. Yankees just got a starting pitcher just for the fuck of it. Nah, I just want to... Oh, look at that. Look at underneath him, though. Jason, <laughs> Jason Momoa's junk. Hey, well, <laughs> like, like, they just got a starting pitcher just to say they did it. He, he, 
And the, the problem with him is he's a fly ball pitcher. That's not the place to be. Uh, Yankee Stadium is not the place to be a fly ball pitcher. Especially in the summer. Like, he like he had a six-year with the Angels. We have one of the biggest ballparks in baseball. Here's a more recent picture of Jason Chunk right here. <laughs> the Denzel Washington. What? No. Jason <laughs> Statham. <laughs> How do you mix those two up? I was joking. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right, Braves acquire Jorge Soler from the Royals for Casey Kalich. Love it. The Braves are doing whatever they can. Love it. To replace Ronald Acuna. Love it. He, he is uh, having a down year this year, but he has a lot of power. Who? Soler. Oh, he's not having a down year. Not when he plays against the White Sox. <laughs> that's it. Glad he's gone. <laughs> Very happy about it. There's another name that's going to come up pretty soon that I'm real fucking happy about being gone. Until he destroys us in the playoffs, but... Um, Does this guy play for the Rays? Yep. All right, the Cardinals acquired John Lester for... Who cares? John Lester has a five-year end. Yeah, but it's just, it's just funny that like the two of the guys that were on the 16 World Series team for the Cubs that are no longer part of the Cubs also got dealt. Like It was just like a real, just like, we're going to fuck with you every way we can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals... I wish, I wish they, what's the Angels manager there? What's his name? Um, Madden, right? Yeah. Not the Angels manager? Yeah. Who uh, yeah. should yeah. got traded to? <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, Cardinals kind of just, that's a kind of whatever move, you know, great. I almost wish that we saw uh, Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez, like, packaged together and traded as a unit <laughs> <laughs> to, like, a team. Um, that could have been fine. Cardinals get J.A. Happ. And cash, same thing. You know, like, hey, here's a here's a picture. How how old is Hat now? Thirty four. I think the Cardinals just kind of were like, they're kind of in it, but then really not. Yeah, and, and like with the Cubs, like really just selling out like hard. It's like, like they got okay, average pitching. They're just like like we just like you know like if we can put some shit together to compete with the Brewers, you know, type yeah. of thing. The biggest thing for the for the Cardinals, honestly, is to get Jack Flaherty back. Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say to to say something positive about those deals, those guys are kind of inning eaters. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, their ERA is almost irrelevant. They'll I'm go out and. I'm proud of you for saying that. Pels, 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 make a signing. Devontae Graham. Four years, 47 mil. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> I love them in the homes. All right. Uh, Braves acquire pitcher Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates. He's a solid closer. He, he was only a closer because he was on the Pirates. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not being a dick, but it's very it funny. He, he's a two-pitch pitcher. He has a slider and a fastball. Once you figure him out, it's over. He, he's a he's a back-end reliever. That's it. Right, like, you know what? I'm an asshole for saying that. That's a very, very important thing. <laughs> well, I, but, he's not a closer anymore. Right. We understand what I'm saying. The Braves also acquired the services of Adam Duvall. All right, I'll give you 14 seconds to think about it. Oh, you gotta go pee? <laughs> what the hell was that? I put it on the mic and it fucking just started making me noise. Not once have I ever experienced that in radio of any kind. No. I, I don't know how he did that. I think Mock was just whistling. Nope. Right. Either that or Kyle's like a robot. What? <laughs> 
He's a big power threat. Go ahead. No, well, well, we, well, we can really we can work with that there. No, I mean, uh, Kyle, I mean, Kyle just said it earlier. They're, they're adding, they're adding outfielders to try to replace Acuna in any way they can. You know, whether it's home runs or getting on base or defense. I mean, Acuna was a five tool player. Yeah, and he he did it all. Um, yeah, it's a very hard hole to fill. Right, but and, Johnny Sins will find a way. <laughs> and obviously, you know, the, the Marlins are doing nothing fast. Coincidentally, they're beating the Mets right now five to three. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just like if there's there's just certain teams that you know are going to be sellers, and it's just yeah, yeah it's just kind of how it is. All right, all right. The, the Sox, the Red Sox, they require. Hansel Robles. <laughs> Kyle's favorite pitcher of all time. <laughs> just a depth move, right? I mean, yeah. just, you're, you're, you got, there's a lot of big bats in the AL East. You know, you got, um, you know, the, the Rays will get to it, but the Rays acquired Cruz. They have a, a Azarena or whatever the hell you say his name. Yeah. You know, the Yankees, we know what the Yankees are all about. Um, we talked about it earlier with the Blue Jays pop and their lineup. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta add some pitching depth. Um, to try to throw them off any way you can to stay competitive. So just, just a depth move. Nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, the Blue Jays acquire, uh, Joaquin. Joaquin. I know how to say it. He pitched for my team. I'm so sorry. I I was being a jerk. Blue Jays get Joaquin (laughs) Soria. Well, the Diamondbacks are selling. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Soria seems to be like 150 (laughs) years old. I thought he was coming back. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was who they were going to go after. Um, you could have got him for cheap. You wouldn't have needed to really give up much. Blue Jays are looking for pitching. That's that's what it came down to. I think the Blue Jays are kind of in the same boat as like the Red Sox. Like they they have the you have the pop. You need to prevent the other teams from getting the pop. They got a loader lineup, right? But they got to prevent the other teams yeah. from doing it. And I think Soria kind of. Because I remember early in the year he was struggling. I think he kind of is falling back into playing. I will say, average baseball. Um, so, yeah, I had him on my fantasy team very briefly. Cool. Didn't do a whole lot for me. Braves well, add another outfielder and Eddie Rosario for Pablo Sandoval. Did he really? I, I didn't see. I thought they got Rosario, but I didn't see who they gave up. They gave up the fat pit trash panda. <laughs> Good. I like how they listed him as a first base and the baseman, which he's not going to do that there. Well, no, now he's just going to be a DH. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, um, I mean, it's really it's just we said was, the Braves are just doing anything they can to to fill the hole for Acuna not being there, mm-hmm. and any any team not located in Chicago in the AL Central is trying to gain some assets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of teams, you know, especially you know, there was a there was a lot of hype. I mean, the, the Indians I think played a little bit better than I think they people thought they were going to this year, but they just couldn't really ever get over that hump. He, he's 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 a rental because he's always not. He's not right, no, 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 but I'm saying, but like the Indians were like. The Indians were close with the White Sox for a while, and the White Sox kind of pulled away, and mm. they've kind of held this like eight-game lead that they've had for a while. The Twins were just an absolute dumpster fire right out of the gate, and they, they just have never been able to get shit back together. The Royals put together a real fun first month and went right to the, what we thought they would be, and the Tigers mm-hmm. have been what everyone thought they'd be the whole season. So it was just, you know, the Tigers are just going to continue to rebuild, and these other teams in the AL Central, you know, they ha- a lot of them have good pieces especially the Indians and the Twins. You know, I think a lot of them are realizing, you know, outside of all these, like, rentally type pieces the White Sox are acquiring in this win-now move, a lot of the guys the White Sox have that can do damage are there for a long time. Yep. So, they're, you know, you got to start the rebuild at some point. 
do it now so that maybe three years from now when a lot, you know, like Jose Abreu's not there anymore, Kimbrel's gone, you know, maybe Lance Lynn, you know, well, Lance Lynn's on the extension, but like, you know, Keiko won't be there. Maybe Giolito's falling off or whatever, like some gap stuff. It's just, they're all, I mean, um, I mean, we don't really need to talk about the Padres there. That's well, what was it? Jake sure. Marsicknick from the Cubs. Um, just a, just a, a bench guy. The defensive piece. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just a it's, right. yeah, it's a death move. All right, Philly's got Freddie Galvis. This is the most important deal. So Freddie Galvis and Cash. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It is very important for the creator of Birch Beer. <laughs> yes, because Freddie Galvis has been known as one of the top gloves in baseball. Nope. Oh, sorry, NBA free agency news. Oh, what happened? Blake Griffin returns back to the Nets on a one-year deal. Yeah. So. Still news. The um, so Didi has struggled hard this year with the five. Yeah. He was never able to find it with the Is he bat. still playing with a mask on? No, he took it off. And, like, he hasn't been great with a bat either. But the Phillies did this for late inning defense. And It's like a Billy Hamilton thing. Yeah. He, he And he was a fan favorite in Philadelphia before he got traded. Right. Because, like, he was acting with the glove. And, basically, it wouldn't be a stretch to say he was, like, the second best player in Baltimore. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, they were saying, like, I heard... Yesterday, John Crock was saying him and Nola were like best friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is kind of weird. <laughs> but like, what happens though? You, you get that like weird dynamic. I mean, like look, look at the White Sox line. I mean, like you have all the Cuban people, <laughs> all the Cuban dynamic there. But then, like you get these like like you know who like do you know who Liam Hendricks' best friend on the White Sox is, Kyle? Uh, Jose Abreu. No. Take another guess. Luis Robert. No. Damn. Cuban? No. White? Yep. Uh, Adam Engel. I see it. But just like a, a fucking closer and an outfielder. Just, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's the same type of, like, you know who Zach Collins' best friend is? Who's their brother? Nope. Uh, Eli Jimenez. Nope. Is he a pitcher? Nope. Who is he? Danny Mendick. But it's just like it's just bizarre. These yeah. friendships just happen. I that would make sense because they got brought up together. But I mean, but still, it's just like they're they're bizarre things. I mean, like you know, like Crochet and Kopich, like they're best friends because they they warm up together with their hundred mile an hour fastballs breaking each other's fucking fingers. Isn't it crazy that they literally they play a game in the spring training? They they played a game of catch where they they played for an hour and it was whoever had the biggest bruise on their hand was the loser. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy? That um, that the like, Phillies game isn't that interesting. No, like, like, like Kopech, like Crochet got drafted, not la- like last year. He got drafted last year. Got brought up, having success. Now, do you make him a starter? I don't think. No, I. I mean, I don't think you can. Maybe down the line. You can, like, because Keuchel's probably considered replaceable. Um, that's the thing is, like, you know, let's do the trade stuff. We'll go back into that. Um, I mean, Kyle, do you, do you want to talk about the, 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 any of the three that are on the board right there? Giants getting Tony Watson, Brewers getting John Curtis, and Astros getting Phil Malton. Matten, sorry. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just 
Just depth moves. If right. anything, John Curtis, because it makes that bullpen a lot deeper. All right, here we go. Rays get Jordan Luplo oh, no. and DJ Johnson for Peyton Battenfield. It's a good, good move for me. Jordan Luplo is a White Sox killer. Just wanted to... You know. Oh, I can't. It was Luplo. acquired Jordan Luplo. Yep, White Sox killer. I, I honestly didn't see that. White Sox killer. Glad. Um, the Rays are going to find ways just to bring in guys. Like, yeah. Like, they traded their closer, which we'll probably Lu- get to. Luplo's a guy that, he, he's he's got some, like, kind of, like, surprising pop from time to time. Um, he, he can, he can, he'll, he'll, he'll try to beat out every, every ground ball, no matter how routine it is. Um, it's, you know, an off the bench piece, mm-hmm. good pinch hit type of guy. Um, I think we can kind of keep scrolling here a little bit. You want to talk about the Phillies getting Brandon Ogle, Braden Ogle? I don't, so I, that was the first trade that they made and I didn't know who he was or anything. They, they said he could be up this year, but like, it's nothing special. Like, like. It's a he was a triple A guy. They traded him for nothing. No. Go ahead, keep scrolling, Kendall. I think there's only a couple more like meat and potato trades here. Here we go. Red Sox acquire Kyle Schwarber from the Nationals. They got more offense. They they need a D, they, they need a D, DH. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then right before that, the Yankees acquired Anthony Rizzo. For two people I've never heard of. <laughs> One of my favorite things, a player to be named later. Yeah. Well, they, they, they kind of figured, hey, you know, he was he's a uh, he's a rental guy. Right. You know, if we make the playoffs with him, awesome. If they don't, if he plays well for us, we'll sign. Right. I think they should trade Luke Voigt, to be honest with you. But Yankee fans disagree with me. No offense, Mark. Yeah, you always talk about only one Yankee fan. Uncle, I did It was like, they shouldn't try Luke White. Yes, they should. Oh, Kendall, I didn't know you were at the game. National center fielder doesn't seem to mind catching a fly ball while having a praying mantis on the top of his cap. Plus, <laughs> I try to be everywhere I can. Yeah. Um, White Sox acquire Ryan Tapera from the Cubs for Bailey Horn. Um, the One of two... Um, it was just the, the White Sox just trying to they're trying to add some some depth, not not just depth but some firepower in the bullpen, consistency to the yeah. bullpen. Tapera hasn't been lights out this year, but he's been consistent. Hmm? You know, like if you know you have a guy that's going to go out and he's going to going to, you know, like, that's the thing with like Keiko. Like that's why the White Sox love Keiko because it's they don't care that he's not going to go out and register ten strikeouts. But they know that he's going to be consistently registering ground balls. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you do what you got to do. Um, I, I like the move a lot, and it's it's cool because you see this like you know I don't know from the dynamic of a Yankees Met standpoint. Um, uh, Rebecca, I'll take one too. He he got a uh, a. <laughs> It's the one with the five on it. I got five. <laughs> um, but I don't know how the dynamic was with the Yankees and the Mets, but like the Cubs and the White Sox, it was very faux pas to be you know trading in between, even though they were different leagues. Yeah, you don't see it a lot, right? I mean, it was a it was a really big deal those years ago when the uh, <laughs> the White Sox. Kyle, what do you think? You think the White Sox got a steal for that one when yeah. they traded Jose Quintana so, for Dylan Cease, <laughs> uh, Eloy Jimenez, and uh, yeah, they got somebody else. Was he part of that team that won? Who Quintana? 
No. No. Because this was in like 18 that that happened. Um, but like it was like a big, big to do that that happened. Like I couldn't believe the white, like everyone's like, I can't believe the White Sox traded away this fucking guy, blah blah blah. And so like they won, obviously the trade. But Wait, if he won, I would have been like, you know what, it evened out. No, he it wasn't on the World Series team. I, I'm saying like, if he won, no, I know, but but he wasn't. It was like the whole, but track. he wasn't. I got it, dude. All right, so then stop giving examples of what it would be like. Hey, it didn't happen. Knock knock. No. Come on. No one's home. The ring doorbell's turned off. Come on, that's good. But um, that's joke. What? You who? I got you. Well, that's go not ahead. a Nesquik joke. That's you who. You are a beautiful man. It's a tough realization when you script your chocolate milks. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're seeing like like you have a manager in the White Sox that's very aggressive and wants the win now mentality. Doesn't want this to just be a a, a six year, you know, doesn't want this like rebuild to be a thing where the team contends for six years and maybe gets a World Series out of it. He, he's got multiple on the mind. You know, he like got ejected for the first time in like two years in the last like week. Larusa? Yeah. That's not what I was talking about. But no, no, I'm just saying. He's also not been managing for like way longer than two years. No, like, like, when he got ejected, that was the first time he's been ejected since like 2011. Like when we graduated high school. Whatever. Well, the, sec- the second time he got ejected was because they, they hit Abreu in the head. Mm. And it said. It said he sprinted out of the dugout. Oh, that video is so funny. <laughs> um, all right. Yankees acquire, this was the kind of the first like big blockbuster that kind of set it all off, right? I mean, yeah. Yankees acquired Joey Gallo, uh, Holy Rodriguez, and Cash from the Rangers for prospects. Um, and it's kind of funny. I mean, they got, it's funny, like, Gallo was worth, I mean, not the same level prospects, but Gallo was worth the same amount of prospects that Scherzer and Turner were worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it was kind of, I don't think this was the move that was on a lot of, I'm going to say Yankees minds. Gallo? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, this was something that kind of kind of just came about. Um so not not a, not a bad you know move. May may I interrupt? Yeah, I'm, I'm, go ahead. Say <laughs> okay. what you gotta say, man. Um, so Gallo is not just like a power hitter. He won a Gold Glove in the outfield last year. Um, he no no one's disparaging Gallo's talents. I'm just no, saying I, I don't I don't think this is the trade anybody thought that was going to break the news for blockbuster <laughs> trades. So like if 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 I saw the Yankees like making a big blockbuster trade, the, being the first like kind of movement trade type of thing, I would have expected it to be for like a Kimbrel, yeah, or, or some or, or a starting pitcher or something like that. Versus you know, I mean, I, here's the deal: the, the, the Yankees, you know, there there is no other team in baseball like the Yankees. They're, they'll always find a way. What are you peeing into that nip? <laughs> yeah. Are you finishing it? But but it's know? like. So Joey Gallo helps them in center field because they don't have Aaron Hicks for the rest of the year. No, I know. I understand. I'm not. I'm not. I understand why they did it. I'm just saying it wasn't what I had in mind. Are they play, are they playing in center? Does anybody know? I haven't. I saw like the picture of like the, the outfielders. Like you know, oh, he looks like a high school kid. Blah blah blah. But I I never seen like they actual... made him shave, huh? Yeah, I fucking hate the game. It, it looked real weird. Um. Blue Jays acquire Brad Hand from the Nationals. Whatever. Add pitching. He's depth. a good closer. Like he's a good pitcher. And and I only say like he's not good because the Phillies had his number. 
But I didn't see him in any, any other. Well, appearances. and like kind of we said earlier when we were when you know, uh, was it the the we were talking about Barrios? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just you know they're looking to kind of stay you know in the mix, and that's definitely what that is. It's it's you know we'll see see if they can contend. White Sox get Nick Madrigal's replacement after he was go after he's out for the whole year, and Cesar Hernandez from the Indians on a really cheap deal. Um, again, we kind of talked about it earlier. I think this being able to get this player kind of spelled the um, so I'm looking for the the disposability of Nick Madrigal. Hernandez, okay. Hernandez is very tough to like because he like he he, he doesn't. Take a lot of walks. No, I mean he didn't hit a lot of a whole lot either. No, the the White Sox have him batting two right now. They're, they're working some things around. They're figuring out different things. Um, the White Sox are kind of in a in a spot right now where they're, they're kind of missing either the they're either missing the two or the five hitter until they get Luis Robert back. Mm-hmm. Once they get Luis Robert back, you'll either see a lot of Robert batting two, or you'll see a lot of Mankata batting two and Robert batting five. Um, you know, that's kind of where you'll see some things. Um, but, um, they got him for cheap. I mean, what's he making? Five mil this year? Yeah. Five and six million for the club option next year. I mean, you yeah, get, that's, that's super, you know, not that Nick, Nick Madrigal's a proven, I mean, cause he, he was batting well. He doesn't strike out, you know, he's always going to put the ball in play. Um, he's going to be, take smart at bats, but I mean, Caesar. You're losing that bat, but you're also gaining Gold Glove. Right. Cesar's tough to like to really like. Gold. I mean, Cesar Hernandez has already he's already made two uh two top ten plays on the defensive uh, side since he's joined the I, south side. I, I, I don't know because like when he was in the Phillies, like he was their leadoff hitter, and, and and he's not. And to me, he's not a leadoff hitter, which you don't have him at, which is fine. Right. Well, and the thing was like much like Nick Madrigal, somebody who he was always going to make contact. Didn't mean he was always going to get a hit. But he was always going to make contact. I mean, he was batting 300 for his career, but that probably wouldn't have stayed true. No, when, yeah, when you're a contact guy, you're going to ground out a lot or you're going to get a lot of pop flies and things like that. But the White Sox, when healthy, don't need Cesar Hernandez to be a 20 home run guy. Right. He can be the guy that only hits 242 with, you know, 12 home runs and, you know, 40 walks on the season. Well, it's so interesting because, you know, the injury, I think played a big deal kind of the scape of how the White Sox conducted business at the deadline. Um, And, uh, you know, it is what it is. And they felt this was the move, you know, to make. NBA free agency. uh Oh, Kemp Bazemore to the Lakers. One year deal. Who cares? Oh, listen, that's, that's huge. He's, he's coming off the bench. (laughs) No, he's starting small forward. (laughs) Oh my God. LeBron's coming off. (laughs) That's awesome. But, you know, like, listen, that, that's, yeah, that, that's a you know plug and play. That's that's perfect. Uh, Brewers get Eduardo Escobar. Kyle, anything you want to chime in on about that? He's he's good for them. Like like he kind of fits like what the Brewers are all about. Like he like he's a solid player, but not a superstar. And that's what the Brewers are all around. Yeah. Besides the pitchers, the, they're the they're the A's of the NL. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the A's, they get Starling Marte from the uh, Marlins. Love it. Yeah. That that like that's my favorite move of the offseason for a good team. It's the on season. It's literally the middle of the season. You're watching a game right now. Yeah, no, and you're calling it the off season. Uh, you made Paul say the on season. Yeah. 
Anything else worth worth mentioning here? Uh, hey, give me a Garcia. Nah, he's Come on. solid for the Astros. He's a reliever. Yeah, good scroll. Uh, Tyler see. Anderson. Who cares? Two teams that were selling, trading. He should have been on the Phillies. Nope. No, keep going. Do we talk Nelson Cruz yet? No, because that happened way before the deadline. That happened like on like. Oh, here we go. It? Oh yeah, Padres get Adam Frazier and cash from the Pirates. For prospects. What that move means is that they gave up on Hosmer. Yeah. Because now couldn't Frazier's gonna go to second, Cronenworth's gonna go to first, and Hosmer doesn't have a place. Well, I mean Hosmer I think he's kind of in the, the twilight of his career at this point. Um I mean he's gotta be in his probably his his mid thirties, right? Yeah. So and honestly, it might be it might be the move. Hosmer might be better coming off the bench anyway, and, and making that start every fifth day. You know, it's... Well, I think the thing too is that, like the Padres, because right now, like the two exciting teams we talked about it last year, were like if you're going to talk two two of the exciting upcoming teams, ALs, White Sox, NLs, Padres. There's I feel like there's a lot more pressure on the Padres to win now than there is on the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Like the White Sox is like them, but the league isn't. The league still really because. Ha- Luis and Eloy not playing all year. Uh, you know, Eloy just came back, and he's still not playing every day. Luis is still on his rehab assignment. Grandal has been hurt. Madrigal going out for the year. Um, you know, they, they got Lance Lynn. Um, you know, Kopik got hurt. Um, they got Hendricks. But, like, like, there's just been, like, a lot of things. Like, the White Sox are still, like, under the radar for a lot of teams, yeah. a lot of people on I a mean, national level. But the Padres, you know, when you have Fernando Tatis... That's in the, the spotlight. The White Sox don't have... The, like, the White Sox, Fernando Tatis is Luis Robert, barring he stays healthy, you know, for the next couple of years. I mean, I think that's fair to say, right, Kyle? Like, Luis Robert will be that Fernando Tatis. Like, he'll be the household name. Mm-hmm. If he stays healthy and can play at that level. Um, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure on the Padres now, especially yeah, especially with the Dodgers. Um. Uh, keep going, Kendall. Let's see if we can just get to this Nelson Cruz thing before we have to got to hurry this up along. Mets got Rich Hill. Kendall, how do you feel about that? Uh, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. With, you know, there right it is. There. Scroll down right there. Has he Last one we got to talk about yeah, here. I think so the Tampa Bay Rays acquired DH Nelson Cruz from the Twins. It's what they needed. They need power. Yep. Power and leadership. Mm-hmm. And they're they're, they're most like especially when it comes to the postseason because we saw it last year their biggest spark offensively in the postseason is Azarena, who is not a seasoned player yet. Mm-hmm. Nelson Cruz can can help teach him because Nelson Cruz hasn't always just been the home run hitter. Nelson Cruz did a lot for that the, that Twins team over the years. Um, yeah, I mean it's a, it's a bona fide I, bat. I, I mean. I'm still surprised because the Twins hadn't been good. I, I, I'm I'm still surprised that Nelson Cruz was dealt. I just Nelson Cruz just kind of like had that like there forever feel. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that from like a negative standpoint. I, no, no, there's nobody on this podcast that that hates or appreciates him more than I do. You know, I've watched more Nelson Cruz at bats than anybody at this at this table. Um it was just—it was a big shocker to me. I was very surprised. I thought if the Twins were going to shop a power hitter, it was going to be Donaldson. But he was the yeah. one that stayed. Donaldson's yeah. still there. So. Ta- it's just Tampa Bay adding more pop to the lineup and, yeah. and leadership in the clubhouse 
somebody who's been to the postseason, somebody who's won their division, somebody that's that's you know at it to get into that next step because they were almost there. He's been good for a long time. He's amazing. They were almost there. Um, I think the rest of this is pretty much whatever. Oh, listen, come on, the voter. Yeah. You know what? They lost um Darnell for a while. So they did somebody just to fill the void. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so what do you um So what do we stand after everything we kind of talked about? As of right now, we've got what? It's Rays in the East, White Sox in the Central, and Astros, Astros in the in the West. Mm-hmm. Oakland and Boston in the wild card with the Yankees and the Blue Jays on the hunt, right? Yeah. Right, Kyle? Mm-hmm. And then for the NL, you've got the Mets on top, the Brewers on top, and the Giants on top with the Dodgers and the Padres, Padres in the wild card, and the really no nobody in the wild card hunt, but... Some you know you got the Phillies and, and the Braves trying to compete in the East, um for the for the division title, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a- after everything that's kind of happened, do you see any major shifts? I mean, so when all this was going down, the Red Sox were actually the AL East leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been you know kind of a recent event, so that can kind of be maybe a, a testament as to some things. Um, do do you foresee? Um. Like, do you foresee the the Yankees additions being able to move them up over Boston into the wild card? The Yankees? Yeah. No. I think the in my opinion, I think I think Tampa's going to lock down the division. It'll be close, but I think they're gonna. I think they'll still win it. The Astros will win it, and, and the, the the Cleveland is just gonna keep falling. I, I mean, I think the White Sox are. What are the White Sox? The sixty-two. They're ten games up on How Cleveland. How far is Toronto from Oakland? Uh, six games. Really? Jesus. What about Seattle? Four. I would like to see Seattle make it. See, they made a like a great push like two weeks ago when they kind of they had like Houston's number, but it's like that that window kind of closed quick. I mean, they did some adding of some pieces and stuff, but they they weren't overly aggressive. Um, I think I think they kind of went with it like let's get some guys that can help that we can have be part of the team. In the future, and if we do it, awesome. But if we don't, we're just making ourselves better for next year. You know, it's kind of like that Twilight kind of thing where it's like, if we can make a run, cool. They're but like, if not, they're we, like one star away from being very good. Right, but I'm saying, but like, it's like you know, if we make the run, cool. But if not, like, we added to our future. We didn't just go get a bunch mm-hmm. of rentals to make a big push. You know, like the the Yankees, the Red Sox, you know, the 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 white the White Sox, the the Rays, a lot of rentals. Mm. You know, and, and that's what you see from the team sitting up in the top portion. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say the White Sox are going to run away with that division. I agree. I mean, I, I, I kind of think this just staying. You know, I, I just don't – the Yankees pitching is not impressive. And I don't think they really did a whole lot to make it better. That's fair. I, Souls, I, what do you think? Looking at it now, do you think, you think there's any changes? The only thing that can change is if, like, like if like Chris Sale comes back and pitches very well. I can see the Red Sox partaking the Rays. But other than that, I don't see anything else happening. Okay. What about in the NL? Um, so, I'm not being biased, but I do think the Phillies can take the NL East. And I say that because they're the easiest schedule left. So, I... I 
I don't disagree. This is what I'm going to say. The Mets have like the most difficult stretch coming up in late August where they play the Dodgers Giants basically for like an entire but two it, weeks. It's All I say is if DeGrom comes back, you guys are okay. If he can't seem to come back. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing because unfortunately, you know, starting pitching – has not been great. Yes, they've kind of gone deep into games, but they haven't produced wins. Well, I think it's a combination. I think DeGrom too, but I also think, like, if if DeGrom can't come back to the form that he's been at, but if Lindor can be Cleveland Lindor when he comes back, that can also be a big part. Yeah. I mean, if, if the bats can really come alive, the Mets pitching has been adequate enough to win games. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, realistically, I mean, I, I I don't I don't see Milwaukee surrendering their lead. Um, I don't see, you know, like San, San Fran. You know, there there might be a shift of power between like the Dodgers and San Fran. Um, but I yeah. think the two wild cards are the NL West teams, mm-hmm. and, and the other one wins the division. I think if anything does change, it's it's either Philadelphia or Atlanta taking the division. Because the Phillies just gained another game on the Mets because the Mets lost and the Phillies won tonight. Right, but and I but I also think you can't count out the Braves. No, right. So well, I, I think I think if there is a change in the NL, it, it's whoever it's whoever's yeah. taking the the NL East. Yeah, the the NL East it's it's going to come down to entirely their division. But then again, however, right if the Mets do get Degrom back at Degrom level, Francisco Lindor comes back healthy and is playing Francisco Lindor baseball, that could also cause something because if they do go out on this NL West tear that they have in in August. They can string together some wins that can cause some shifting at the wild card position. You know, if they if they you know if they can if they sweep San Diego at the same time that Cincinnati sweeps you know St. Louis or Philadelphia sweeps Washington or something, you could you know they're 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 far back, but there's a lot of baseball left, so it's, it could be interesting. Yeah. And Cincinnati's not that far back from San Diego. Yeah, and, and they they all it takes is a bad week when you with, with that kind of lead. Right? I, think, I mean, I think the Reds actually had they won both series versus the Mets. I'm pretty sure, and they lost one. Like they were up in, in a lot of those games, but they just didn't have the ball. Right? Yeah, I, I can't remember. They played they played like a series ago, but was Mock back? He never uh, no, never rejoined. Um, so he he may not. Uh, he, he fell asleep. Well, it's uh, all right. So anything else baseball you guys want to chat about? No, you know, this was a, a very exciting trade deadline. It's yeah. something, I'm kind of surprised that Trevor Story didn't get traded. Yeah, I think we, we sort of alluded to I think the Rockies kind of just The Rockies the just boat. kind of forgot that the deadline was happening. You know, they... Uh, Trevor Story, and honestly, I think Charlie Blackman too. I, I think a team would have, would have taken the services of Charlie Blackman, even if it was just a depth move or, or, or like a on-off DH for the AL. Yeah, they seem content just to do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Mock, you back? I'm back. All right. Just in time to go to break. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, so we'll go to break. When we come back, we'll do uh, Souls. You got your top ten? Top ten chewing tobacco. Yeah, he pretty much said, fuck you, Kendall. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but you can come up with my Riddler's ranking. Okay. And then uh, maybe we'll play a game, quick game. We'll do a draft, and we'll, we'll have a quick, fun, lackadaisical third hour, do some beer reviews, and sign off. All right. We'll come back on the other side of the PPRN Radio Network. Home of getting sports with Drunk on Monday Nights. BBRN Radio. 
Home of the Peter Pino Show. Peter Pino Show. PPRN Radio. Tim, where are we? PPRN Radio. Always on, sometimes off. PPRNRadio.net. PPRNRadio.net. The station that's home with your wife. While you're at work, we keep a company. We keep her happy. Now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to getting sports with Drunk. Was it a good cam? Was it a good cam? Yeah, that was literally perfect. Nice. (laughs) All right, we're back. Uh, We're going to have a quick lackadaisical third hour. Um, Run it down, have some fun. Uh, So, Kendall was nice enough to give me a Riddler's ranking. Kendall? The Riddler's ranking I provided was the top movies since, like, of our generation. Like, we're in our... Comedy movies. Comedy movies. We're in our late 20s. Kind of like, you know what I mean? Our our era. There's bias. Basically, what I kind of deduced it to was the 21st century. Yeah, that, that, that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if we want, we could go into the 90s, because, like, Liar Liar was so funny. <laughs> um, but, so, this is my list. It's biased towards me, obviously. Um, I'll take I'll take suggestions, arguments, faux pas, all that jazz. Mark, are you there? He dropped again. He's resetting his router. He just texted me. So. Okay. All right, so, at number five, I have Superbad. Okay. I mean, it's a very funny movie. I, that's, that's like a fan favorite. Of Fucking Bill movie. Hader and oh. Seth Rogen. I mean, they probably made the movie to be honest for me, but it was it was a very funny movie all the way around. Right. There's one moment in the movie that makes me laugh every time. It's so stupid, very subtle. When uh, Hader and Seth Rogen as the cops they break up the party, and it's just Bill Hader doing that weird dance, dancing alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, number four, The Hangover. The first Hangover. Okay. Yeah. Yep. The first one. You know, again, very funny movie. One of the most quotable movies of our generation. Oh yeah. Um, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, the sidekick from uh, National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three, This Is the End. Yeah, um, that's like our group's movie. That movie is so funny. That movie is just so funny. Craig Ro- Craig Robbins says, "Take your panties off." Uh, yeah. Ain't no penny like a no penny. <laughs> oh, so funny, so good. The James Franco character is so funny. In that movie, oh. Jonah Hill's character. I mean. Uh, we've kind of went the same route, but um, uh, number two, Grown Ups. Okay. I, I love Grown Ups. I mean, I know it's not a good movie. I know it's, you know, there's the Step Brothers and Pineapple Express and 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 Knocked Up and, and the, all those Seth Rogen movies and Will Ferrell movies and all that stuff. Um, but but Grown Ups to me is just, it's just so funny. I know even Adam Sandler, Big Daddy was so good, mm-hmm. Anger Management. Um, but Grown Ups was just, it, it was so No, good. I get it. There's something about it. I can't explain yeah, it. There's something, it, it's just, the, the, I don't know what it is. It's just, there's something about it. It's so good. It's us. Number one, and I, I think this one, you know, might, might be undisputed, but Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that there, movie is so fucking funny. There's Start not a, to finish. There's not a movie that. I can think of that. No matter how many times I watch it, it the just... Steve, the Steve Carell character is so good. Brick, right? Brick's yeah. his name. I love the, Lance. The, the scene with Paul Rudd with the fucking Sex Panther. Uh, that know, was the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the first, the original fight scene. I mean, when they did Anchorman 2, the second fight scene was very funny with all the different, like, famous... Because they brought in Liam Neeson from the History mm-hmm. Channel and, and uh, uh, Will Smith from ESPN and all this stuff. But... 
But the and it was just so funny. The Vince Vaughn character oh. sticks to the T of <laughs> Vince Vaughn is a better supporting actor than he is a oh main my character. God. Uh. But I remember watching that whole movie, laughing just hysterically the whole time. And then they get to the scene, and then just Ben Stiller just shows up out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> this fucking like Hispanic mantra. Stop, yeah, bitches! Yeah, it's so funny. The movie. The movie's so funny, start to finish. So good. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her I mean, tight. Gonna we should do that have as a some <laughs> afternoon delight. Just, oh, that clipped real bad. My motto always been when the time is right, gonna I, be right. So we gotta do. And, 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 what's the featured beer of the film? Miller High Life. Miller High Life. All right, when everyone's back in studio, we're gonna karaoke that. Well... I'll be. I'm. I'm very tone deaf. So I'm gonna probably defer either to probably you. We're all not good singers. Well, no. I mean, we're Kyle's not good the better of the five. So maybe Kyle. We'll put the lyrics up. We'll have Kyle take the lead, and we'll do the filling mm-hmm. vocals in the back. I just want to. I just want to do the. <laughs> the rubbing sticks. Is, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can be. In, you can be champ kind. <laughs> yes, we're gonna make that happen. Oh. So good. Any, any discrepancies? Any movies that you felt I left out nope. that, that should have been included? No, that's a pretty good list. Um, see, I mean, there's some, like, you know one that, like, to, like, uh, like We Are the Millers, that movie was so that's funny. A, that's a good movie. That was such a good movie. Um, Jason Sudeikis is so funny. Um, it, it was, I mean, and I left out, I left out a couple of, like, like, Bridesmaids and, and stuff like that. Like, not my cup of tea. You know, the the Riddler's rankings has biasy to it, much like the Souls top ten, which we're gonna get into. Yeah, but um, a lot of Souls. I, you know, honestly, truth be told, and, and though I like the movie, I think the one that would probably have the most discrepancy would be the Grown Ups pick. Yeah, I mean, there's there's other ones that are that are really good. I um, do, I just think the Grown Ups movie is just like how we would be when we're older. No, you're right, and I think, but but like for me, like, and uh, don't get me wrong, I love that movie. I think the Grown Ups kind of almost fits a more. Like more family, I don't know. Well, there's other ones too that are very good. That like you know, I put in movies that I thought were a little bit more well seen. Like the the British actors there, I can't remember the name. Massey's a huge fan of them. The, the guys who did they did um like Hot the, Fuzz, yeah, the co- yeah, the Run Fat Boy Run. The the dad from the, uh that played Paige's dad and fighting fighting with my yep. family mm-hmm. like. Those two guys, Shaun of the Dead, they've done like yeah, they those are all movies. really funny movies. But I, I was kind of going more for like a more guaranteed people have seen it. Yeah, um, like the first Hangover, I think is electric. That's that's such a funny movie. It's a, it's a cult classic. I mean, Harold and Kumar. You know, again, it's a classic, but not everybody's cup of tea. Um, I, you know, like as much as I can't really stand her, her comedy, her stand-up comedy, I thought Trainwreck was a very funny, Trainwreck was a very funny Remember movie. you and I watched that? We drank a, a bottle of Mukau. Mukau and some High Lives. Yeah. Um, like, and, and like, I, I also wanted to leave out movies that were like, like, I mean, obviously like, like, Super Bad is, is an acquired taste to hang over to because it's very vulgar, but like, like, there's movies out there where they're like, there's such an acquired taste, like, like the scary movies and like Borat, mm-hmm. you know, and like stuff like that. Like, I mean, like, like Borat, like like if you can't get behind the the type of comedy that Sasha Baron Corbin has, you're never gonna be able to watch Borat. Right. It's like it's like Weird Al Yankovic. Like if you if you can't understand it, you don't you're not gonna yeah. like it. Uh, Souls, what do you got for a top ten? Top ten chewing tobacco. Mock you back. I I think so. 
Right, hey, you sound good. I did have an honorable mention. So, do you want to hear my? You want to hear my top five real quick? Uh, sure. So, Kendall gave me of our generation, so basically twenty first century, my top five comedy movies. Okay. And I would like to make an amendment. Okay. All right. So my honorable mention is going to be Superbad. Wow, knocked out. Yep. Number five, The Hangover. Okay. Number four, Forty Year Old Virgin. <laughs> yeah. No, number three, um, This Is the End. Number two, Grown Ups. Number one, Anchorman, Legend of Robert. <laughs> yeah, actually, I totally blanked on Forty Year Old Virgin. I mean, that's a oh. Well, it's, it's 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 like so. The Forty Year Old Virgin is kind of like. Do you remember? Have you ever seen the movie Old School with Will Ferrell? Yep. That's kind of like that. Like it's it's the first like real like Seth Rogen film. Yeah, it's you know incarnation, I mean? right? Like it's not Seth Rogen's movie, but like that was like the, the Seth Rogen Paul yeah. Rudd crew. Um, oh, the, the the fucking black guy Jason Terry lookalike in there was so yeah. funny. Oh, I don't know his name. I don't know his name either. It was so funny. His, the dynamic between him and his wife was so good. Uh, <laughs> I think you're being kind of a biatch. <laughs> I look like a man o' lantern. <laughs> yeah, I think you're kind of being a biatch. And Jane Lynch is very funny. Yeah, she. You know another movie she was really funny in Role Models. That's yeah, another good movie. It was a good movie. Paul Rudd's so funny. All right, so it's top ten chewing tobacco flavors. What do you got? Uh, Are you going to be specific? Yes. Okay. I, I already know a major discrepancy on yours. Already, right out of the okay. gate. You do not have Grizzly straight. Real quick, I just want to preface this. Oh, okay. I want to preface this real quick. So everyone in this this podcast has been a chewing tobacco, you know, aficionado. User, aficionado. Um, as of late, Souls has, has you know been the the, the, the long standing champion. Without we'll it, call it. Without it, I think I might not be the same person. <laughs> please but give you us your list. But you don't even chew tobacco anymore. You just snus. I know. But When's hey, the look, last time you bought a tin of dip long cut? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Long cut? Yeah. When's the last time you did it? Uh, December 08. <laughs> Thursday. I did it today I, and I rinsed with strawberry milk. Hilarious. That's not good. No, it's not, but it's all I had. <laughs> all right. So Give us a Go right to the mic. Number 10. Tough Man Lemon. You know, I've never had that. No, so you you had stopped dipping, Mock had stopped dipping. Um, when when Jeff and I had the apartment on Maple Ave, and Kyle was practically our third roommate, we found this like I forget what his name is, but there was like it was a, basically a YouTube channel where a guy just oh, I remember that guy chewing tobacco, and that's where Mock remember that's where Kyle and I bought the the mud jugs from. Yes, and so he he reviewed like random ass fucking brands, including this like. $40 tin of Swedish watermelon snus that Kyle bought, and it was so bad. But he reviewed this brand called Tough Man, and the only reason we bought it was because they had a vanilla flavor. Mm-hmm. And then they did a variety pack where it was vanilla. What was it, Kyle? It was vanilla, uh, orange, lemon, lemon. I think we got mint. Mint and, and straight? I think, no, I don't think we got straight. I think we just got mint. No, it was five. It was mint. It was something else. Uh, probably straight. You just said you didn't think it was straight. I don't know. I, I thought there was only four. No, it was five. I don't think it was. There was it was another obscure flavor. I don't remember. Creme brulee. Yeah, creme brulee. But the the lemon was really because the lemon was actually sour. <laughs> so like you'd put it in and you'd be like, and you kind of spit. And then we mixed the orange and the vanilla a lot to make creamsicle dip. All right, Kyle, tough guy, lemon. Number nine. Um, not Stokers. 
Um, number nine, Skull Apple. Wow. I'm what I. It's a fan favorite, but I'm not a, like I'm not like the biggest advocate of it. I'm actually surprised you threw it on the list at all. I've never had the apple. Hey, there's a good reason for it. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> the first dip I ever had was Skull Cherry. Very overdue. Real quick, I, I I told this story to Paul on the phone. I just have to make mention of it. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, Vito, had had uh, he had had a stroke a few years back, and we visited him in the hospital. And Jeff, who used to be a regular guy on the show, he and I went back to his house. We bought a tin of Skull Cherry Long Cut. Jeff opens up the tin, proceeds to immediately drop the whole thing on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Full tin Mark everywhere. Has a good story about me. And he just threw up all over my living room. Very far, by the way. Um, I showered and went to bed. <laughs> number eight. The most unbelievable part of that story is the shower. <laughs> well, I threw, up, I threw up on myself. That doesn't mean anything to me. Number eight, Grizzly Straight. Should be way higher. Way higher. <laughs> I get it. But I wasn't a straight guy. Like, I, I like. Ah. I like the wintergreen. <laughs> Sex and stuff. I like the mint. I like the wintergreen. I like the mint. Okay. All right. Continue. Number seven. Um, skull citrus. I like that a lot. I, I like skull citrus. Kyle used to put oh, Mount yeah. Dew in his skull citrus. Yeah. You don't remember? You used to put a little no, splash. I didn't. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I had whiskey in my uh, skull straight once. You also put salt in your skull straight, or your, uh, grizzly straight once, like a ham flavored. It like poured out of my mouth. Number six, Stoker's Mint. Yuck. I liked the mint flavor back in the day. Big mint guy. In his younger years. <laughs> Number five, Grizzly Mint. Back to back mint? Screw you. I was a big mint guy. I, I had mint all the time. All the time. You know I'm not wrong. I, I remember. Number four, Grizzly Winter. Mint. <laughs> grizzly, no, no, I'm sorry. Grizzly Wintergreen. That, that, that's what I dipped all, like probably the most in my life. But it is what it is. Number three, Stoker's Wintergreen. Delicious. What's number one? Can you relax? The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> Number oh, two. Oh, I agree. This is a terrible list. <laughs> hey, um, Mike, shut up. You just said number two was Stoker's Wintergreen. Number three. All right. Number two is the Camel Snus. No, that's not chewing tobacco. doesn't count. Is it? It's not. All right, whatever. Number two. When you show me Camel Snus Long Cut, then we can talk. Number two, <laughs> Tough Man Vanilla. I never had that. It was very good. You just said number two was Camel Snus. You told me no. All right, good. So, Tough Man Vanilla. So, what's number one? Stoker's Mint. You said that already. I didn't. Yeah, was that like number six? Yeah, because you went Stoker's Mint, Grizzly Mint. Uh, yeah, it went back to back mint. I thought that Stoker's Straight. Nope, you never said that. It's a Grizzly Straight. That's what I meant, though. You're drunk, aren't you? Very. This way, you should write down your list. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the deal. Uh, Grizzly straight one, Stoker straight two, everything else takes a backseat. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I will say, though, and I know you weren't a big fan of it, 
I wasn't a fan of the flavored the flavored dips a lot, but I was a big sucker for the Skull Extra Blend. I like that too. I liked that a whole lot because the Skull Extra Blend was just like they got done making other ones and they just kind of put a sprinkle of every flavor that into was, a That pouch. was the first thing that you and I did together, I'm pretty sure. Was yeah. The... yeah. I had just chugged two bottles of vodka and uh, proceeded to put a lip in and got real fucked up real fast. I was studying for a midterm that I inevitably got like a 71 on. Yep. I walked into my room and found my roommates had moved my bedroom into the living room and my living room into the bedroom. And we thought that was a good opportunity to walk down to the smoke shop. And it sure was. So silly. So silly. Uh, I want, I was thinking, I was thought, I thought we could do a draft tonight, but I don't know if it's this, I don't know if it would have the same allure if Mock wasn't here. What do you think, Mock? We, we can wait. Okay. Especially because I'm, like, putting in and out. So I don't want to have to, like, bail in the middle. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we'll, we, will, we will hold off. Cool. That, right. is, that is fair. Uh, Kendall, two and a half games out. You nervous? <laughs> Kyle, I've been nervous since the first game of the season. <laughs> the Mets have exceeded my expectations, and it's going to hurt when they lose. <laughs> you guys are like, keeping us around. Yeah, I mean, you know, here, here's a stat that really speaks numbers to me. Uh, Marcus Stroman is 7-10 and 10 on the year. And, yeah, a lot of starting pitchers have bad records. What is your record? At this point, I think it's 3-something. I don't, I don't, I don't That's know. That's not his fault. No, but in general, I just wish that, you know, with the absence of DeGrom, there was someone who could step up and kind of, Go into games and like, like tonight, you guys lost six to three to the Marlins. Offense is fault. I agree. I agree. Like Lazardo has a seven year array. Can you hit him? Yeah. Well, I mean, the tendency now, and as it, it's been re- a recent memory for New York, is it's long ball or die, and it's it's it, they kind of creep it in there. There's 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 not guys who are just getting on base. It's it. We're going right. to go trivia by team. You guys are going to compete against each other for a GSWD point, and then we'll sign off. All right. Um. So, Kendall, or who wants to go first? I'll Kendall. go first. All right. Kendall, what team do you want of your teams? Oh, um, I guess I'll do the I'll do the Mets. You don't have to. You can pick the. No, team I'll do the Mets. Know. Rockets. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the Sacramento Kings. Now we all know it. He said right, it here for New a few <laughs> And we're going on all-star level. Oh, man. Gotta wait for this Acorns ad to play through real quick. Steve Harvey trying to tell me why I should invest. You should watch this Family Feud episode. All right, you ready? I'm ready. It's 15 questions. All right, where do the New York Mets play home games? Peco Park, City Field, AT&T, or PNC? Uh, they play at City Field. Okay. <laughs> um, which New York Mets that. player is nicknamed the Polar Bear? Dominic Smith, Edwin Diaz, Jacob DeGrom, or Pete Alonzo? Pete Alonzo goes by the Polar Bear. All right. In 2015, New York Mets outfielder Michael Conforto became the youngest player in MLB history to hit two home runs in a World Series game. True or false? Ten seconds on the clock. True. True? Incorrect. I didn't think so. Uh... Vince Coleman never had more than 30 stolen bases in any of his three seasons with the New York Mets from 91 to 93. True or false? 
False. Correct. How many years was New York without a National League baseball team after the Dodgers and Giants left town and before the Mets played their first season? Three, four, five, or six? Um, five seconds. Five years. Correct. Good guess. After 10 seasons in New York, the Mets trade all-star pitcher Tom Seaver to the Cincinnati Reds in what year? 1980, 1979, 1977, or 78? 2001. Uh, I believe it was 79. Nice try. Incorrect. Did you give it what year or no? I didn't read it. Which New York Mets player hit an opening day home run for four consecutive seasons between 94 and 97? Bernard Gilkey, Todd Hunley, Edgardo Alfonso, or Todd Zelly? Five seconds. It's Todd Zell. I think it's Alfonso, but... I'd go Alfonso. Ah, uh, you ran out of time. Damn. Which Mets pitcher who lost 16 games for the New York Mets that year started and lost Game 7 of the 1973 World Series versus Oakland? John Matlack, Tom Seaver, Ray Sadiak, or Jerry Kuzman? Seven seconds. I'm reading this fast. Uh, Kuzman. Who was the only pitcher named to the New York Mets franchise four in July 2015? David Cohn, Dwight Gooden, Tom Seaver, or Jerry Kuzman? Tom Seaver? Which player holds the New York Mets record streak of eight consecutive games with an extra base hit? Steve Henderson, Ty Wigginton, Rico Brogna, or Carlos Beltran? I'm going to go Beltran. Nope. Nope. On August 4th, 1982, which New York Mets player had a hit and an afternoon game, then was traded to Montreal and had a hit for the Expos later that night? Rusty Staub, Bob Baylor, Joel Youngblood, or Gary Rajesh? Youngblood. Correct. Which one of these New York Mets greats was drafted out of college, not high school? Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, Greg Jeffries, or Mookie Wilson? Mookie Wilson. Mookie Wilson, correct. Uh, In 2015, which player set an opponent's record high with 33 hits in a season versus the New York Mets? Odubel Herrera, D. Gordon, Bryce Harper, or Martin Prado? Martin Prado. Nope, it was D. Gordon. Damn. Who are the only two New York Mets players to steal at least 60 bases in a season? Roger Cedino, Jose Reyes, Lance Johnson, or Mookie, Mookie Wilson? Jose Reyes? There's two of them. Oh, Reyes and... Roger Cedino, Lance Johnson, Mookie Wilson. Mookie Wilson. You got one out of two. Which three other MLB teams did pitcher Nolan Ryan play for after being traded by the New York Mets in 1972 at the age of 25? Brewers, Cardinals, Rangers, Twins, Astros, and Angels. Astros, Angels. Three of them. Astros, oh. Brewers, Cardinals, Rangers, Twins. Rangers. Correct. All right, Kendall, you ready for your score? Yes. You win a beer. Nice. You have 9 out of 15 correct. Good job. Thank you. Remember your score. 9 out of 15. 
Who wants to go next, Kyle or Mark? I'll go. All right, Mark, what team? Um, he'll take Pelicans. <laughs> is a Roger? I'll, I'll do the Jazz. Is Roger Federer not an option? Hmm. All right, the New York Football Giants. Wait for this Wheel of Fortune ad. Kendall, good job. Thank you. He lies. Some of them were guesses. All right, Mark, here we go. Which division do the NFL's New York Giants play in? East, NFC East, AFC West, AFC North, or NFC South? NFC East. Correct. What is the name of New York's NFL team that plays in the NFC East? The Islanders, the Jets, the Knicks, or the Giants? The Giants? Correct. It's kind of a... It's a weird question. Yeah. After winning Super Bowl XL 1-1 in February of 2008, the New York Giants did not reach the NFL playoffs the following season. True or false? <laughs> um, Eight seconds. False. Eli Manning is the only New York Giants quarterback ever to throw at least 25 touchdown passes in back-to-back seasons. True or false? True. Wrong. How many seasons did Amani Toomer have at least 1,000 receiving yards, the most in New York Giants history? Five, six, seven, or eight? Uh, Six. Incorrect. Five. The New York Giants began the season with nine consecutive losses, the worst start in team history, in 1973-1976-78-80-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-76-
First, the New York Giants. Barry Sanders, Jerome Bettis, Emmett Smith, or Ricky Waters? Emmett Smith. Ricky Waters. Which two players share the New York Giants record for the most touchdown catches in a season by a tight end with nine? Mark Bavaro, Aaron Thomas, Joe Walton, Jeremy Shockey. Am I taking two of them? Two of them, yep. Uh, Bavaro and Shockey. It was Aaron Thomas and Joe Walton. Not the two I said. (laughs) In 2008, which New York Giants running back trio was nicknamed Earth, Wind, and Fire? Ahmad Bradshaw, Ron Dane, Derek Ward, Tiki Barber, Brandon Jacobs, Gary Brown. Brandon Jacobs, Bradshaw, and Ward. Correct. Your results are pending. You also got 9 out of 15. Congrats, man. Yeah, but my nine was better than Kendall's nine. That's so true. I was thinking that. All right, Kyle, what sport? Or what team? Phillies. Ooh, they said Phillies aren't a real team. All right. All right, Kyle, beat, beat nine and you win. Mock also got nine. Hey, congrats, Mock. Yeah. You would have beat Kendall if you just got one of those two correct. All right, Kyle, you ready? Yeah. All right. Where do the Philadelphia Phillies play home games? Guaranteed Rate Field, PNC Park, Citizens Bank Park, or Comerica Park? First one. It's the first one. Yeah, Citizens Bank. <laughs> Correct. What is the name of Philadelphia's MLB team? The Owls, the Flyers, the Pirates, or the Phillies? Phillies. Play the Owls, though. No Philadelphia Phillies pitcher has won at least 15 games in his rookie season since World War II. True or false? Ten seconds. True. Correct. Steve Carlton is the only Philadelphia Phillies pitcher ever to have over 300 strikeouts in a season. True or false? True. Nope. How many consecutive games were the Philadelphia Phillies reigned out during the 1909 season, setting an MLB record? Eight, seven, nine, or ten? Eight. Ten. What kind of ridiculous questions? The Philadelphia (laughs) Phillies win at least 100 regular season games for the first time, but fail to reach that year's World Series in 1975, 76, 78, or 77. Yeah. 78. 76. On June 23rd, 1971, which Philadelphia Phillies pitcher threw a no-hitter versus the Cincinnati Reds? Rick Weiss, Chris Short, Jim Bunning, or Barry Lursch? Jim Bunning. Rick Weiss. So, my question is way harder than... In 2008, which Philadelphia Phillies player won his first World Series ring after playing... His 20th MLB season for his 10th different team. Matt Stairs, Chris Cost, Jamie Moyer, or Rudy Seams? Uh, Matt Stairs. Rudy Seams. Which Philadelphia Phillies player was named MVP of the 1983 NLCS vs. Los Angeles? Mike Schmidt, Gary Matthews, Steve Carlton, or Tug McGraw? Repeat the question. 
Which Philadelphia Phillies player was named MVP of the 1983 NLCS vs. Los Angeles Five Seconds? Schmidt. In 2013, which pitcher set a Philadelphia Phillies record streak by throwing 43 consecutive strikeouts without issuing a walk? Jonathan Papelbon, Cole Hamels, Cliff Lee, or Roy Halladay? Cliff Lee. Correct. Which team traded relief pitcher Brad Lidge to the Philadelphia Phillies? Astros. Okay. Guess I'm just not going to read things now. With SEC school, which SEC school did pitcher Aaron Nola attend before LSU. the... LSU. Hey, Kyle. This isn't fun when you do this. Which second baseman won the 2010 National League Silver Slugger Award, ending Philadelphia Phillies star Chase Utley's streak of four consecutive wins? Ricky Weeks, Dan Ugla, Aaron Hill, or Brandon Phillips? Dan Ugla. Which are the only two teams the Philadelphia Phillies have won a World Series against? The New York Yankees, the Kansas City Royals, the Baltimore Orioles, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Rays and, Ro- and, Rays and Royals. <laughs> Royals. <laughs> Who are the only three Philadelphia Phillies pitchers to throw at least 200 strikeouts in a season three consecutive times? Kurt Schilling, Jim Bunning, Steve Carlton, Cliff Lee, Robin Roberts, and Cole Hamels. I got him two. Three. Three. What were the only three Philadelphia Phillies pitchers to throw at least 200 strikeouts in a season three consecutive times? Uh, Carlton. Um, Ten seconds. Who would the two real quick? Schilling, Bunning, Lee, Roberts, and Hamels. Uh, Bunning and Schilling. You got two out of three. It was Hamels. Well, you guys suck. You all got nine out of nine. <laughs> Well, that didn't go as planned. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Kyle crushed the multiple choice. <laughs> or the, uh, the the extra pointers there. We can carry this over and do uh, do it again next week if you want. Everyone That's in the studio. That's fine. That's fine with me. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. Keep it intriguing, you know. Yeah. Uh, Souls. Yeah. What beer did you have and how was it? I had the tubular. It was very good. From? Uh, two Roads. Anything you'd like to say about it? Um, it wasn't overly hoppy. Um, you really, really botched the ball. Yeah. Could have just said it was totally tubular. It was totally tubular. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you thought of that all on your own. Mark, how was your sea hag? Listen, the sea hag is a staple. It's always great. Find it everywhere. Highly recommend you had two beers, correct? Yes, I did. Uh, from uh, Blaze Brewing in Bidford, Maine. Uh, Rebecca got me uh, the Northbound India Pale Ale, seven percent. Uh, it was good. It was. It wasn't too heavy. Um, the only thing that I will say is that it's like just any other IPA. There's nothing that really set it apart. Uh, very drinkable. It wasn't too heavy. Uh, but there, there's nothing that really separated from the pack. Would I get it again? Yes. Three out of five stars. And then I close with a gift from the Riddler. A um, little sip from Lawson's uh, Finest Liquids. Uh, the, the the baby of uh, Silver Sunshine. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't stack up. I, I don't hate it. Uh, but it just it, it's a beer that perhaps doesn't need to be produced. I, in, didn't, in, I didn't care for it. You know, 6.2% off the top of my head. I don't know what Silver Sunshine is. Do you remember? 
I'm like eight. Yeah, eight, yeah eight, I mean, like, like I think that there's this, for whatever reason, these breweries feel like they need to make, like, a, a baby version of the, uh, I well, don't know it's, why. It's a session version, because you can drink more of them, so it's for sales. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it, but it doesn't. You're not drinking eight sip of sunshines. Oh, I will. No, you wouldn't, because you spilled one all over the back of my yeah, car. That's, like, one of my biggest regrets. Yeah, you I was so drunk. <laughs> but, I mean, as far as it goes, does beer taste bad? No. It just, it's not, it's not, like, impressive. So, get, um, get, get the sip of sunshine. Just do it. I had uh, the Five Churches Pew Pew India Pale Ale from New Britain, Connecticut. Um, I actually met the head brewmaster the other day. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, pretty solid beer. Um... I'm going to do a quick sample. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's got that that a little bit of that haziness, a little bit of the the, the citrus, but nothing like overwhelming in either way. Um, it's not like a like a palate burner with all the citrus. You know, you tend to get that a lot, and the haziness isn't too much, or kind of like does that like like a foggy foggy taste after a while. Pretty solid drinking, six and a half percent. Very very drinkable pints. Uh, I would highly recommend the stuff at Five Churches. Um, this is the first appearance they've had on our show. Um, we'll have to uh, we'll have to have a couple more of theirs on to see how the others stack up. But four point one out of five, recommended. Mock, where can they find us? Find us on Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's not knowing Philly's baseball trivia from the 70s or kind of sounding like you're talking over the mic through one of those, like, uh, paper towel tubes. Mm. Is that me? That yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, we'll be happy to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> like, review, and subscribe on Podbean. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Wherever you find internet and radio podcasts, you find us. Along with Getting Sports with Drunk on Mondays from 8-ish to 11-ish, you can find the following on the PPRN Radio Network. Peter Pinot Show, Wednesday nights, 7.30 to 10.30. It's the Boo Show, uh, Thursday nights, uh, 8, 8 to 9. Um, hey, do you guys think Boo kind of looks like a bearded version of Sean Kingston? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I get that. Um, Koyorama, Sunday nights at uh, 5, and Dilemma Monday on delay. No, I'm sorry, Koyorama, Sundays at 2, Dilemma Monday on delay, are Tuesdays at 5. Um, Mike Rotola, you know, he does so much uh, for the network. Uh, Friday at delay with his wife, Jess, those are Friday nights. Uh, the Hell Ephania podcast, that's every week at... Uh, 3 p.m. and the best shit you've never heard are Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3. Um, a lot of great stuff. I mean, every other uh, Saturday is Mixtape Saturday. We're just coming off a great Mixtape Saturday. Uh, DJ Pete Pino, he mixed, uh, he did like kind of a, a new wave type thing. So it's not your run of the mill. It's not just house. It's not just hip hop. There's a a lot of great stuff that these guys are doing, so be sure to stay tuned for the lineup. And every Saturday prior to, if it's a mixtape, it's a live concert series. Uh, The lineup for this week has not been announced yet, but stay tuned. Uh, So awesome stuff. Download the app, Live365. It's free. 
or tune in to the uh, just type in PPRN. You'll get porn first because that's how <laughs> your internet works. But PPRN, it's it's great stuff. Yeah, make sure to tune into everything going on. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up, including the GSWD uh, fantasy football draft that's going to be coming up soon. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking much NFL in the coming weeks. Yes. Hey, um, you want to do the our our wine and cheese night we talked about? Yeah. Next week. Wine and cheese. I'm cool with that. All right. I'm down for some wine and cheese next week. I'm. I believe the mass will be back in studio after his two week hiatus down in the uh, Mexico. Yes. Um, and uh, assuming he is next week is a fun week. The Riddler has a lot of GSWD points up for grabs. It's going to be game show week. All right. Three hours of game shows, no breaks, Ubers for everybody. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but until then, I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler. I'm uh-huh. Sheen Washable. Yep. He's drunk. The Mask Chris Masson. And the Rat of a Red Baron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.